Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Now on SENQ 693am. All the news and views from a big weekend in sport. Mornings with Ben Davis. Uh, yeah, pinch and a punch for the first day of the month and a grey old day here in the southeast. We're heading for a top of 21 right now, sitting around 14 degrees, a shower or two for the rest of the day. It kind of, the weather kind of matches our mood, doesn't it? Especially if you're a Broncos or Lions fan after the weekend, both mauled by the Tigers. What, what went wrong? At Suncorp and at the MCG. I'll take your snap judgments this morning. 13 13 55 0467 736 736 is the text line. How did you see Saturday night and yesterday afternoon? Did the real Broncos get exposed? Or was it just a glitch, a hiccup, a, a wake up call, a reality check? Can they still make the top four? They've got the Roosters, the Storm, the Eels, all on the horizon. Corey Parker will dissect it and everything else. The means test in about half an hour's time. And what about the Lions at the MCG? The hoodoo remains, but I think what I saw in the first half, that hoodoo should have been blown off the park. But it wasn't, was it? And it ended up being one of the all-time great chokes. Or was it one of the all-time great battles at the MCG? Chris Fagan admits they made a tactical blunder having a Ruckman as the medical sub. Is that the reason for an eight-goal turnaround? And can they make the top four? Carlton, Saints and Demons in the next weeks before the final start. 13-13-55. Look, I guess we do have a golden glow or a... Green and golden glow to lift our spirits. 52 medals at the Commonwealth Games, 22 of them gold, a world record this morning. Emma McKeon is the queen of the Commonwealth. The most decorated Australian athlete in games history. She won her 11th gold medal this morning. We'll head to the poolside throughout the morning. Oh, of course, in the competition. That's right, Queensland's biggest sports quiz. Your chance to win $693. We'll be doing that before midday, all thanks to BCF. 13 13 55 is the digits you need, or you can send me a text, although I'd rather have a chat to you. 0467 736 736. This is SENQ 693 AM Queensland's new home of sport. Now on mornings with Ben Davis, it's time for Benny's Blowtorch. Yeah, off and running two minutes past nine. Look, did the match reviewers get it right with Pat Carrigan? 13, 13, 55. What, what's your take on this? I, I don't think they did. Sending him straight to the judiciary. A hip drop tackle. Straight to the judiciary. Is that where we're at now with the hip drop, t- drop tackle? Look, it's relatively new in the NRL. It's where the tackler comes in and, and drops their weight or drops their hips, takes their legs out from underneath them to bring a player down. Normally, it's the third man in. 
But referring that straight to the judiciary, yeah, it's a bad tackle, but is it the worst of the worst? Because that's what referring straight to the judiciary is all about. Corey Waddell, the week before, for eye-gouging Tino, referred straight to the judiciary. Brandon Smith, last month, calling the ref a cheat, referred straight to the judiciary. Uh, Marcelo Montoya, back in April, he was the warrior who had that homophobic slur for Kyle Felt, got four weeks, referred straight to the judiciary. Then you have a look at Mitch Barnett from the Knights earlier in the year. An elbow to the head of Chris Smith from the Panthers referred straight to the judiciary. Is that where we are at now with hip drop tackles? Really? Then you go back to even 2019, George Burgess, eye-gouging Robbie Farah, Hudson Young, an eye-gouge. Eye-gouge, biting, it doesn't get any lower than that, does it? But to throw a hip drop tackle into that level? What do you think? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. I know it's dangerous. I know it needs to be stamped out, but this is overkill, right? Or am I, or am I missing something here? And when he does front the judiciary, how long should Pat Carrigan get? Because that's what the judiciary is going to have to decide. Earlier in the year, Dragons forward Terrell Fumawamo got five weeks for doing a hip drop tackle in their game against Parramatta. It was on Hayes Dunster. And he blew his knee apart. ACL, MCL, the PCL. Every ligament all ruptured season over. So... When the judiciary decides, should the severity of the injury that is caused, should that determine the length of the suspension? Should it come into that? Gordy Tallis doesn't think so. What do you think? 13, 13, 55. Love to get your take on this. Jackson Hastings, his season is over. A broken leg, broken ankle. It requires surgery. His World Cup is done and dusted as well. Was that a deciding factor to send it straight to the judiciary? I, I, I don't think so. I think that determination was made. The news of the judiciary came out just before, probably about an hour before it was revealed that Jackson Hastings had broken his ankle on that tackle. Or maybe they did talk. Should it come into it? How much damage is done to a player? Should the severity of the injury come into the length of suspension? What should Pat Carrigan get? Should he get no time at all? 13, 13, 55. If it was that bad, shouldn't he have been bent or, or even sent off? And did the ref get it wrong? Or the match reviewers got it wrong? Look, some think that the hip drop tackle is the worst tackle in the game. Here's Tigers coach, Brett Kamali, his take from the weekend. Well, I thought the tackle was a pretty ordinary tackle. Um... You know, it's something that we've sort of crept in the game a little bit and it's, it needs to be made sure it's, it's looked after because it's a, it's a horrendous tackle and the outcome of it can be really bad. A horrendous tackle and the outcome can be bad. Well, it was this case for Jackson Hastings, season over. But you can do a hip drop tackle and not have that outcome. So has that come into the factor here? Well, should every case be based on its merits or should there actually be a level here that a hip drop tackle is based on. Nathan Cleary's tackle. I thought that was worse. Hands through the leg, spear tackle, potential neck injury. That has got to be worse than the hip drop tackle, sure. Surely. I mean, I know Jackson Hastings got a broken ankle, but that can be repaired. Broken neck, a lot harder. 
And don't even get me started about Nelson Asafa-Solomono. He is the luckiest bloke in rugby league. He snapped Wade Egan's teeth. He could have snapped his neck or his jaw. And not for the first time this year, he has got off an attack on the head. Not not even a fine. And, he, and this is in the first four minutes, he did two things that should have been pulled up by the judiciary. And now Pat Carrigan faces, well, who knows what. what what's the penalty here? If you're at the judiciary, what would you be giving Pat Carrigan? I bet there's varying takes on this. 13 13 55, text 0467 736 736. The lines are clear now. We'd love to get your take on it. Um, look, while, while I've got the Tigers in, in mind as well, I, I don't know if you were a Tigers fan that went to this on, on Friday night, but this has got to be raised. Surely it has to. I need to make mention of this. The Tigers had a meet and greet for their fans at City Hall Friday night. If you went, I, I want to know, did you get your money's worth? And I mean that, your money's worth, because you had to buy tickets to see the Tigers at Brisbane City Hall. The team that's bottom of the ladder, the team that was facing the wooden spoon, they were asking $70 for adults, $55 for kids to attend a meet and greet with the team at City Hall. You get to meet the players, you get some autographs, take some photos. $70. Look, even if that was Penrith, even if that was... A team that had won and done something. $70 to meet the team? That can't be a thing. That cannot be a thing in Australian sport, in any sport, for fans to meet their players. When I told Beck, my wife, this at home, she laughed and recounted a story of how she lined up for 90 minutes as a kid to get Kerrod Walter's autograph back when he was hooker for the Broncos. 90 minutes. Hot, stinking hot day. She remembers it all these years later. 90 minutes to get Karen Walter's autograph. Karen Walter should repay her 70. No, sorry, fucker, I didn't mean that. But paying to get autographs and photos with your sporting heroes, if you want to call them that. I'm a bit loath to use that word, but surely fans can't be doing that. 13-13-55, are you a Tigers fan? Did you go on the weekend? Well, Friday night it was at City Hall. Did you get your money's worth? Surely. Uh, and what have you lined up for, actually? I just thought of that. I'm thinking about Beck lining up as a kid in the sun getting Kieran Walter's autograph. What, what have you lined up for? Whose autograph? Whose photo? Did you get a jersey signed? 13, 13, Ten past nine this Monday morning. Let's go straight to the lines. We'll head to the Commonwealth Games very shortly. But Mark, he's on the Goldie. Mark, good morning to you. Hey, good morning. How are you? First time caller, mate. Love the show. Love the whole program. Thank you, mate. Hey, who, who do you barrack for and what do you do? Uh, I'm a true and true Broncos fan, mate. Yeah, Mar- Maroon to the core. Good man. Good man. All right. Pat Carrigan. As much as I, you know, I'm a fan of Pat, I, you know, I do feel sorry for him. Um yeah, it's one of it's one of those contentious things. Third man, that, you know, you, you look at the origin. There was a couple of tackles there. There were four and five in the tackle, mm. you know, at the start of the game with the intensity and stuff. Uh, it's just unfortunate. Oh, 
I think it's really hard to um, um, discipline, really. I mean, we all want three and four in the tackle to what, be dominant. What, so and, what, what penalties should he face? Um, I, I felt it should have been addressed, you know, a little bit harsher at the game. I don't think it really needed a week or two suspension, but, you know, let alone, I mean, I've heard people talk about five weeks, but, yeah. um, um, you know. So, so you reckon he should, should have been binned? Ten, yeah, binned, not 10, just sent. Oh, sent, sent off. Yeah, yeah, sent. Okay, sent off, um, but then, and then, and what about time served after that? Well, yeah, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, I don't, I'd, yeah, I don't believe in the eye for an eye situation. I mean, Pat would never wish to break anyone's legs, I'm sure. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, maybe. Maybe, you know, thinking about it now, if it, you know, if it was a Broncos player, you know, being as passionate I am, I'd probably want the same. So, trying to be unbiased. It's hard, it's hard isn't it, when you've got your heart on your sleep, Mark? Good on you, mate. Thanks for uh, listening. But, but, but Thanks for being... A quick one. Oh, yeah, yep. Look, looking at that though, yep. you know, you know, with um, compared to the Nathan Cleary tackle, yeah, and the you know the potential of severity, like you mentioned, you know, if Nathan's looking at five weeks, or, you know, Pat should just get a week myself. Yeah, and and that's and that's what we've got to look at. I know it's not comparing apples with apples, but if Nathan Cleary's getting five, what should Pat Carrigan get for a hip drop? Mark is saying one. Has has Mark got it right, mate? Thanks for being part of the show. Uh, let's have uh, let's head to Kedron Lee. Good morning. Hello, Ben. It's nice to hear you again. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Now, what's on your mind? Well, you know, when these players, they, they run up and they want to tackle the player, they seem to have this aggressive mood, I'm going to knock his head off or something. Most of them do. Mm-hmm. And then when they put them on the ground, they want to wrestle and go on with it. Well, what, Lee, about the, what about the traditional tackle where you just put them on the ground and get up? It's very true. The traditional tackle, I'm glad you brought that up because the Minister of Defence, Trevor Gilmeister, after 11 o'clock today, I'll be asking him exactly about that. Has, has the technique or tactical technique gone out of the game? Do we need more traditional tackles? The wrestles come into it. See, to me, Lee, a hip drop sounds like a wrestling move where, yeah. where you use your hips to try and roll the, the player over. It, it, I, I guess it comes down to we know he's going to do time. How long should Pat Carrigan get? Well, I reckon he should get at least two weeks, at least. Two weeks? At least. At least two weeks and maybe a fine, maybe. Yeah. Well, no, the fine's out of the window now cause, or out of the picture now because he's been sent straight to the judiciary. But just just one happy note I want to share with you, Ben. This Let's is a go. real good story. Yeah. Um, my, my 11-year-old son's in hospital at the moment. He's had a double lung transplant. Oh, it's truth, mate. And, um, it's no good. He, he writes to these little league baseball players in America that started in the World Series last year. Yeah. And um, he gets emails from the players over there for, for, and they're his friends of them. And we've been sending Canberra Raiders jerseys with the boys' names and baseball numbers on the back and cheering for Canberra and getting rugby league in the meeting to American kids. Really? Yes. And so there's a whole supporter base over there, the Canberra Raiders now in the States. Yeah, there's New Hampshire, Florida, Los Angeles, Oregon, <laughs> oh, nice. Barrington, Barrington, Rhode Island as well. Hey, Lee, I've got to ask, why Canberra? Because that's my team, my friend. <laughs> right, eh? Right, eh? Uh, born on the same day as Mel Meninga. Oh, an origin birthday. Yep. That's right. Born on the same day as Mel Meninga, the 8th of July. There we go. Well, happy birthday for last month. 
Yeah, mate. I was watching the go the own grand final we play on YouTube. What a game. <laughs> We've got the green flowing in the blood. Lee, good on you, mate. Appreciate the call. 13 13 uh, Has Lee got a point? That's a bloody great story too. Uh, Lee, I hope your little bloke uh, goes all right too. A double lung transfer, that's, uh, that's no good. Um, seeing a lot of tweets coming through as well. You can hit us up on the socials at SENQLD is the way to go. Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, and look, if you miss any part of the show, which I know can be difficult to tear yourself away, but if you do, you can pick up a podcast. Subscribe to SENQ wherever you get your podcast, be it iTunes or Spotify. Coming up to 16 minutes past nine, we'll get back to your calls on the open line when I head to Birmingham on the other side of this. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport. 693 SENQ. Yeah, text line is lighting up. We'll get to them very, very shortly. But right now I want to take you to Birmingham where we have had a golden night over there. Australia in the pool, we have smashed the world record to win gold on the women's 4 by 200 relay. So Maddie Wilson, Kia Melverton, Molly O'Callaghan, remember that name. Girl from Springfield, Springfield, she trains with Arnie, the Terminator, and Dean Boxall. To round out that foursome, the Terminator was there. They hacked more than a second off China's world record for the 4 by 200 metre freestyle. He was trying to contain himself there through the first half of this leg from Arnie. He was getting excited when Molly was in the pool. And Arnie's bringing in the big six-beat kick now. So there's the lead. Australia and Canada. Arnie out in front. Last turn for her. 750 down. 50 to go. Under what record pace at this stage? What can Arnie do in the last 50 metres? That's a world record that's held by China. It was set in Tokyo back in 2021, just over 12 months ago. Ariane Titmus under the world record line. Australia going for five in a row. We've won it every time oh. since 2006. Arnie part of the title defence and breaks the world record. Ooh. Australia, what a magnificent performance. One of the best team performances at these games. Oh, outstanding stuff. Uh, the hairs on the arms are standing up. That is magical, magical moments in the pool at Birmingham. It was so good this morning to see that. And Dean Boxall, he's been reserved up until now. He went ballistic in the stands. He was there coaching the girls on, calling them out. He was even holding up his hands and fingers as the splits came in to let them know what they needed to swim for each leg to break that world record. It was brilliant, brilliant stuff. Now, right now, I had hoped to be speaking to Steve Titmus, not only Arnie's dad, but my colleague at Channel 7. He has texted me back and said, mate, I'm so sorry. I can't talk. I've seriously lost my voice. So it would have been a very short and a very ordinary interview if we, if we did that. So what, what I thought I'd do is I'd actually touch base with... Well, another colleague from Channel 7 who is on the ground in Birmingham where it's just ticked past 23 minutes past midnight over there. Uh, Matty Carmichael is his name. He is a Brisbane boy, now resides in Sydney, but he finds himself in Birmingham. And, and Matty, have I just found you at the Walkabout Hotel? Funnily enough, Benny, I've got sent officially sent by my boss from work to go to the Walkabout Hotel. 
was, it, it was official duties there, but uh, didn't quite go to plan. Meant to be the Australian supporters' headquarters, but uh, it was actually the Euro final between England and Germany here today in the women's football. And <laughs> when England won in extra time, the place went berserk. It was unreal. Absolutely unreal. That annoying football's coming home song did come on a few times, though. Oh, oh no. So, well, hang on. At the, at, at, the, at the Aussie yeah. pub in Birmingham, were, were there any Aussies there besides you? Uh, about, no. Uh, there was me and my cameraman, Paul. <laughs> we were about the only one stupid enough to go into that crowd, but it, it was it was great to be there. It, it, it really was. And then it was party time for England. And uh, honestly, it was absolutely brilliant to see the way people re- reacted to you know, think back 10 years, would a, would a women's football European championship have gotten that reaction? And we've come a long way. So not just the things happening in, in Australia for women's sport and, you know, para sports and the things that we love, Benny, but to see it happening here was a, it was something really cool to be here for, actually. Well, I tell you what, it's all girl power in the pool, isn't it, as far as the Aussies are concerned? What, what, what a day, what a, what a couple of few hours this morning for Australian swimming. Yeah, so we go one of absolutely our favourite, Kaylee. Kaylee winning Kaylee gold. Emma McKeon, eleventh gold medal record, which is like I don't know how far she's going to extend that by both here and then who knows how long she continues swimming for, but what an absolute marvel she is. And then that four by two hundred freestyle relay, world record in what we think is a slow pool. I, you know, we're trying to figure out fast and slow pools as we always do. We think it's slow, and for the for that record to be broken by Maddie Wilson and Kyle Melverton and Molly O'Callaghan, the great Arnie coming home, and and we also got some Dean Boxall action finally, Benny. How good was that? Well, the, t- that, t- what a sensational effort by that relay. He's been very subdued, our Dean. Talk us through it, Maddie. What are you? Because you were there in Tokyo when he went ballistic. It wasn't Tokyo-like, but geez, it was close, wasn't it? It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't Tokyo-like. But I, I think, isn't it? I don't know. Dean, he's he's just something special, just as a person that he is. A uh, couple of years ahead of me at school, he's always been mad, but <laughs> you know, loves the, loves the Broncos as much as he loves seeing his swimmers go and break world records. Mm. But, yeah, he just unleashed a little bit. And I, I think it makes up... I think they were really keen to come and break the 200 freestyle world record, Ariane and Dean, and, and they didn't get that. So to do this, the, the joy and the fist pump from Ariane, the look on her face looking when she was looking over to him, I think will be something that will definitely stand out as a memory from these Commonwealth Games for a long time. It was She's just coming out of her shell, and, 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 it, and it was really cool. Just that the, the real glint in her eye and the, and the, and the grin was yeah it was really cool we are in birmingham right now it is the wee hours of the morning as uh, we climb through a monday morning here through the gloom here in brisbane but there's a golden glow and a green and gold glow over in birmingham matt carmichael from the seven network uh, a brisbane boy as you just heard went to school with dean boxall at, at state high now one thing we've been trying to track down maddie and i thought you may have been the man for this being at the walkabout hotel but the the the, the titmuses the Titmuses senior, mum and dad, are AWOL. I've had a message from Steve who said, mate, I'd love to come on the radio, but I can't talk. I've lost my voice. Isn't that a shame? Is it, is it, uh, <laughs> well, That'll get back. Steve Titmus, Steve Titmus has lost his voice. Oh, 
Yes. I didn't think I could hear him. But it, uh, it, it's <laughs> that's a that's sort of a. Uh, no, I don't mean to be too mean here, but that's a sort of a minor miracle in some ways. But no, <laughs> I think well, I, I, I love I love Steve and, yeah. and also just the passion that he has and, yeah. uh, and the, just the love you see for for uh, you know the family there and seeing what Ariane's doing and he brings such a great character to the grandstand. I think he he even put on a few tears for us already in these games. So he's, he's definitely performing well in in his role as the number one cheerleader. That's for sure. And, I'll, I'll, I will endeavour from now to track him down, and uh, I will I'll, I'll do my best, Ben, and we'll see see what we can do and get him talking for you. Matt, Matt, if you've got one of those portable speakers, or maybe just turn the volume on your phone really high and, and start playing the horses, Daryl Braithwaite. It'll be almost like you'd be the Pied Piper because the swimming parents, the pods, the parents of dolphin swimmers, when I was lucky enough to, to be with them 12 months ago in Noosa, they started every day with their war cry, their chant, which was basically Daryl Braithwaite's horses. They, they played that, Dawn Fraser was there. That was what they amped themselves up with before watching their kids swim every time. So if you play that, that is going to be, you'll be like the Pied Piper. All the parents of the swimmers will come on the streets of Birmingham, just stand there in the middle of the square and, and, and they'll come at you. Hey, the, the other one, Matty, and I'll leave you with this. I think there's going to be a lot of... I was about to say Shania Twain. Wow, where did that come from? Sean Mendes. Yeah, kind of the oh. same initials class. Sean Mendes. So here's a bit of background. Uh, Ariane Titmus, the Terminator, has had a bet with Dean Boxall. And she said, if I break a world <laughs> record, I'm playing Sean Mendes at training. Now, that drives Dean Boxall absolutely okay. nuts because he is a tool. He, man. I agree with him. No, he loves tool. Uh, I, and and uh, he's not, yeah. And I. I just maybe just to clarify, Tool was that amazing band at that shows that Dean and I are from the same era, and yeah, I agree with him on that one. Um, the, the, my favourite story for leading to these Commonwealth Games, Molly O'Callaghan, about 17 years old, has been wandering around for about the last year in a Black Sabbath T-shirt because she knows very well that um, Birmingham is the hometown of Black Sabbath, and she wore that as a reminder to herself of what she was coming here to do. And uh, that, that Molly is an aficionado of that sort of English metal heavy music just shows you that she's one of the coolest young sports people in the world. And I'm loving the work that she's already doing the pool here. And it's building to that big race. Molly, Emma McKeon. I can't wait for that. Mate, the tingles are starting to uh, build already. Listen, I'm going to let you get back to the walkabout. I- I'm into bed. Uh, thank you. We'll catch your report tonight <laughs> on 7 News, Matty. Well done. I'm going to the weightlifting. I've got a big day at the weightlifting today, Benny, so I'm going to channel Paddy Welsh and do my very best there. So I can't wait for that. I reckon there'll be a few weight lifted too, weights lifted too with the pints you'll be having to walk about. Righto, Matty, keep it up. Oh, Tim. <laughs> See you, Benny. Good luck. See you, mate. Yeah, there we go, my partner in crime, Matty Carmichael. <laughs> In Birmingham. Uh, we are still trying to track down parents. I-, I can tell you from being with them during the Olympics last year, uh, they will not be in bed, even though it is now half past midnight in Birmingham. We've got two and a half hours to track them down. But right now, let's get some news headlines. Vanessa Gibson. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport, 693 SENQ. 
Yeah, 26 away from 10 this Monday morning. Everyone's talking about Paddy Carrigan. It's where we're going to start the Monday means test with Corey Parker because, look, it was a ladder-changing round and there's only five games to go. So many questions to be answered. Can the Broncos make the top four? Are the Cowboys the real deal? Can Kieran four and save the Titans next year? But I do want to kick it off with, did the match reviewers get it right with Paddy Carrigan? Corey Parker, good morning to you. Morning, Benny. Yeah, round 20, done and dusted. Five games remaining. You mentioned about Paddy Carrigan in the 73rd minute. um, Cited for the hip drop on Jackson Hastings, which uh, has resulted in surgery to Jackson Hastings and a broken leg. So... A lot of talk in and around the, the, the judiciary and the match review committee, mm. etc., over the weekend, and rightly so. And we'll lead away with Paddy Carrigan. Um, the fact that he's been sent straight to the MRC suggests to me that it's not going to be a good one. No. Um, is Patrick Carrigan that style of player? I think we all can vouch that it, no, it's not. Certainly he's got it wrong. Eradicate that out of the... He made an example of. Sure made an example of. But the fact that Jackson Hastings has a broken leg doesn't look good, does it? And, and, and it will come into play. It, absolutely it will. Will it? Should well, it? Well, well, it should because he's now broken his leg. He's out of play for the remainder of the season, requires surgery. Um, so, I, I don't, I don't want to sound too disrespectful here, but mm-hmm. if we look what happened with Cameron Smith and Alex McKinnon, you can't bring an injury into calculations. Well, that's surely. a completely different kettle of fish in no, regards but, but to it's, that. There but was it's more the... people involved in what happened there. It was a different style of tackle. We won't go down that path. No, but, I mean, if you start to bring that into the game, that if you should be... Pat Carrigan didn't hip drop on the back of Jackson Hastings' yep. leg, he wouldn't have broken it. Now, the 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 I guess the... Example you're suggesting or saying. That's um, an extreme, I know. Completely different. There was other people, other factors, other all, all different things. Now, the MRC, I'm, I'm assuming, will be looking at somewhere between four to five weeks for Pat Carrigan. Does the punish, punishment fit the crime? I don't know. Nathan Cleary, five weeks for that tackle, which Absolutely in my mind not. is a hell of a lot worse than what hell Pat Carrigan Well, is it? Yeah, I mean, he could he could have that that could have been neck damage. The the way he, I mean, look, upending spear tackle mm, at the moment, mm. and you know this you know this better than me. But if if you're upending someone and spearing them, you lose all control. Yeah, that he tackle. got it wrong. Nathan Cleary got it wrong. One hundred percent got it wrong, and he admitted that. Does he deserve five weeks? I don't think so. Given by what we've seen, um, Carl Lawton did a similar tackle, if not worse. I I believe it was worse. Uh, got four weeks. So accepted the early plea. He's out for five weeks. I think that's a little, probably one to two weeks more than it should. I'd be happy, and I think everyone would be happy if he got three. Um, Paddy Carrigan, I would think everyone would be happy along those lines if he was to get three. Yet to be seen. But, I mean, seriously, flip a coin with what's going on there at the moment. It is dead set a farce. Like, it, it, it really is. So from some of the examples that we saw over the weekend, last week Corey Waddell got five weeks yep. for a eye gouge on Tino Fasua Malaawi. This week, uh, Josh King, nothing, nothing. Nelson Asafa Solomon. He's got pictures of someone. Surely nothing. he does at the, at the match review committee. He's got pictures of someone in compromising Wait, positions. Wade Egan well left get off? with suspected cracked teeth or even jaw. Yeah, Nelson, nothing. Not, not a single thing. So, 
Was that accidental from Nelson? Absolutely Corey? not. Absolutely not. Now, we've seen it time and time again, so it's not accidental from Nelson. Um, Jared Weary Hargreaves got a grade one looking at a fine, $3,000. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Burgess took off, I think it was Ronnie Mortalo's head. Like, near, near, no, he, he's he got, taken, he got he's, sent off. He's got one. In one Golden week. Point, and, exactly, and one uh, week. So the inconsistencies and the frustration from the, the punters, or in particular players for that matter, they have no idea what's going on there at the moment. 13, 13, 55. Do you have an idea that my big issue with this, Corey, is now that a hip drop tackle is in the same realm as eye gouges, mm. as calling the ref a cheat, as mm. homophobic slurs? Mm. These are the things that get referred straight to the judiciary. Now, a hip drop tackle. So, are we saying it's one of the worst things you can do in the game? Because that's what the MRC is uh, yeah. saying. That's Look, what the match reviewers are saying. When you slow it all down, Take a side who it is, okay? Yep. Take a side that it's Pat yeah, Carrigan, nice guy, do, yeah. all that stuff. Take all that aside and just look purely on the tackle. It's definitely something we don't need in the game. Mm. Don't need it. We don't need that style. Did he get it wrong? Did he Did he mean it? Was it accident? all irrelevant? Let's just take all that out. We do not need that tackle in the game. Third man in, twisting onto the back of the leg. Um, and to be fair, Benny, we don't see a lot of it. We really don't see a lot of it in that style, and it's resulted in a broken leg. No name on this text message coming through, but makes a point. Carrigan should get suspended for the same amount of weeks as Hastings is out recovering. That's three months. You can't suspend someone. <laughs> That's season over. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. And, and this comes back to my point. I mean uh, – in theory, that'd be great. Yeah, an eye for an eye. If you have a player that's out for 12 weeks and you've caused him damage by mm. foul play, well, then you should be out for 12 weeks. But it just, you can't. No, you it can't. Just, but no, look, it, it's, it's a valid question, rightly so. But, um, yeah, that can't be happening because you know, w w where does it stop? <laughs> like, yeah, if you get somebody high and they're out for, you know, Kalen Ponga hasn't returned yet. So does the person who accidentally just clipped him to spend that time out. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is a valid question, but no. We'll get back to your thoughts in just a moment. Corey Parker, if you have a thought for him, 13, 13, 55, you can send us a text, 0467 736 736. But Talkback Radio works a lot better when you're talking. I would have thought, Corey, now let's talk Broncos. Um, mm. Paddy Carrigan, outside of his tackle, it's probably a game he'd rather forget. I know that one-two punch in attack was there with, well, actually one-two-three punch with Flegler, yeah. Huss and Carrigan. But, geez, he had hands like a fish and he wasn't alone on the weekend. The Broncos' mistakes, the error rates, the turning the ball over, that, that it's what allowed the Tigers into the game. Yeah, it certainly did. The Broncos, uh, look, from early stages in that game, were there to be beaten. And the Tigers have shown over the last month in particular, even last week, that you know they're doing a lot of things right. Uh, the Broncos completed actually quite high. They're up around 80%. So the, the error rate wasn't too bad. They had some ill discipline coming out of their own end. But defensively is where they've been very good this year. And they quite simply just didn't want to go or pay the price or the sacrifice that you needed to in a game defensively. And little reality check for the Broncos, to be fair. So uh, five games remain. Um, yeah, yeah, they scored enough points to win that game. They just didn't defend well enough. Um, and hats off to the Tigers. They've been playing a really good brand of football. But the Broncos, uh, five games remaining. I think that 
was a bit of a reality check coming off what was a great win against the Parramatta Eels sort of uh, Thursday week ago. So, um, but they're going to do it now without Pat Carrigan, which is a, a huge loss in the middle. You talk about the one-two punch. Um, Flegler's actually, you know, really stood up in yeah. that role as well. But defensively and the leadership that Paddy's able to bring, they'll bring in Kobe Hetherington, I would think. Um, but a massive loss for Brisbane. Yeah, Kobe no slats, but he's no Pat no, Carrigan either. No. And it's a position that you used to play in, in that almost that ball, ball mm. playing, getting that second phase, going Pat Carrigan has been that link man to Adam Reynolds, getting the attack out further and out quicker. I'm looking at the run home for the Broncos. They, they play the Roosters Thursday night, tight turnaround. We are expecting Selwyn Cobbo to be back. Yep. But again, that's a winger as opposed to a middle forward. Roosters, Knights, Storm, Eels, and dragons, and yep. and let's say it's the roosters away. Yep. Knights at home. You, you'd think tick, but you would think tick for the tigers on the weekend too. The storm on a Friday night at Suncorp yep. could be anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parramatta, your team to make the grand final, who beat Penrith on the weekend again at home. Yep. And then dragons away. So. Do the Broncos make the top four looking oh, at that run home? It's going to be a, a flip of the coin, obviously, a storm uh, ahead of the Broncos at the moment. Um, so for the Broncos, you mentioned those you know, Roosters away. Uh, they've got three home games, two away games. Now, theoretically, it, it, you know, when they're forecasting, they'll be looking at the next sort of five weeks as a group. You'd probably bank on at least, at least of minimum, two, two wins, okay? That's the Knights and the Dragons. Then you throw in a 50-50. So let's look at, say, three. So they've got a possible of six points coming out of that. Let's Who's say your that. 50-50? The well, Storm? Well, the, the Storm at this, at this point. Yep. Storm or Roosters, 50-50, para 50. They're all 50-50s, but a lot of things have got to happen. But when you're sort of looking at it, you know, you know relatively, you go, well, yeah, yeah, we should win those two. Yeah, we've got to do a few things right. So they should pick up an extra six points. Now, the Storm also have got a difficult run. Um, the Cowboys are a lock for the top two. The Panthers, obviously, six points clear at the moment. So it'll be a huge game by the time the Broncos get to the storm at home in three weeks' time uh, to see exactly where's where and who's who in the zoo there because then they got power of the Dragons uh, to, to round out for the regular season. It's still achievable. Top four is still achievable. We're still a chance. <laughs> so Corey you're Parker. saying I'm still a chance. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, do you agree with Corey? 13, 13, 55. You are listening to Queensland Sioux Home of Sport here on SENQ 693. Corey had the line of the weekend for me. If uh, you – why drink wine when you can drink water? Coming out of the Cowboys game, we'll <laughs> dissect, dissect that next. It's a quarter to ten. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport, 693 SENQ. Yeah, it's exactly what Lee has done, Lee. Morning to you. He's got a message for Corey or a question for Corey. Corey, what was the go with Corey Oates not seeing the ball? He's the leading try scorer. Yeah, true. It's a valid question, but if I just want to quickly break it down for Lee. Now, the Tigers on the weekend, their right side defence, so their right side, which is Corey Oates, he's left side, you're with me, mm. third best in the competition. Now, I know the Tigers aren't going great, but their right side defensively, the third best in the competition, have only conceded 21 tries. 
Wow. Okay. The left side. What's the left side doing? The left side, Katoni Staggs and Co. 15th. So the yeah. second worst edge yeah. in the competition conceded 33 tries, which is why Corey Oates didn't see a lot of ball in that game, which is why it was more dominant down the right-hand side for the Broncos trying to attack their most deficient side, that being their left. Lee, thank you for that question. If you have a question for Corey here till quarter past 10, the Monday means test. I know I said we talk Cowboys. I want to wait for after 10 o'clock to talk that because we've got to do a deep dive there. But I do want to play you something from the weekend from Justin Holbrook and mm. the Titans. They... Their, their, their handling was atrocious. It was horrible, horrible, horrible. Then the question was asked about Kieran Foran yep. coming to the club next year. Let's hear Justin Holbrook. Kieran can't get here quick enough, obviously, for us. Um, but, yeah, look, we'll, we'll worry about that next year. But um, inexperience in key positions is, is hurting us. And, yeah, that's, that's what's costing us. And that's what we've got. And we, we can't change that now. And we'll change it for, for next year, but we can't change that now. So we've got to get on with it and um, get ready for next week. But, yeah, you know, not good enough today. Yeah, they lost 36-24 to the Raiders on the weekend. Yep. Kieran Ford, does he help them catch the ball, help them hold on to it, help no. them do all those things? No, he doesn't. He, what he does help is his experience between Monday to Friday and then at those crucial points uh, in a game where – Sometimes they need to kick instead of pass and the like. Um, but he's, he, it's been a rough, rough couple of months, hasn't it, for, for the Gold Coast Titans. You could probably throw in the whole year, to be fair. Uh, and Holbrook, very open and honest and, and, and candid with, with his answers, particularly when he, when he gives an interviews. Um, and, and, and that's just a, a real honest answer, isn't it? I mean, Kieran can't get there quick enough. It, the unfortunate thing is they got five more games. Yeah. There needs to be a clean out of players. There needs to be a different mindset or shift in regards to attitude and where they're going. Um, and obviously Kieran Foran is going to be leading that way. But um, it's been a it's been a dismal um, year for the Titans. If you're listening to us on the coast, 1620 AM, SENQ, your thoughts, Titans fans, Kieran Foran, will he solve all the problems? Adam Reynolds, Chad Townsend, what they've done to the other Queensland teams, the Broncos and Cowboys. Are we pinning your hopes here? 13-13-55. We are six and a half away from 10. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13-13-55 or text 0467 736 Queensland's new home of sport, 693 SENQ. Yeah, it is, and it is Queensland's home of the Commonwealth Games as well. The radio partner for the Games, outstanding stuff. But if you do want to watch it, of course, the Birmingham 2022 Com Games, live, free and exclusive on 7 and 7 Plus. You can download the 7 Plus app for your smart TV, your mobile, your tablet now. That's the way to watch it. But Keep it locked here on SENQ 693, where we'll bring you all the action for Birmingham. We'll uh, take you through. I know it's uh, creeping into the wee hours in that part of the world, but if you've missed it, we'll be recapping it before midday. It's been a golden day for Australia. 22 golds. We're up to 52 medals. Outstanding stuff. But right now, we are halfway through the means test. That's right. We're getting Corey Parker to peel the oranges at half time. We'll take a quick news break and they'll be back with more of your questions and to dissect the Cowboys' run home. Could the final round against the Penrith Panthers be the battle for the minor premiership? 13-13-55 for the digits you need. SENQ 693, Queensland's new home of sport. It's 10 o'clock. 
now on SENQ 693am. All the news and views from a big weekend in sport. Mornings with Ben Davis. Yeah, and Corey Parker along for the means test. Thanks for your company this Monday morning. It's creeping into 15 degrees, a shower or two around. We're trying to reach a top of 21 on this grey and gloomy Monday morning. Not really helped by our mood of our footy teams, the Broncos and the Lions, both going down over the weekend. This hour, we will be heading into the Lions' den. The fallout from, well, was it one of the great games ever at the MCG or was it one of the great chokes ever? We'll get into that after the 10.30 news. But right now, Corey Parker is here for the means test. Corey, the Pat Carrigan stuff is going off on yeah. Twitter. Uh, Kel has reached out saying, look, it's hard to see through Broncos uh, through the Broncos' coloured glasses, but I don't think Carrigan is solely to blame for the injury. Mm. That's a fair point. Well, who is? If he's not sold, if he if doesn't three, land on the back of Jackson Hastings, he doesn't break his foot. The two men over the top are pushing Jackson Hastings back over Again, Carrigan. As she said, through the Broncos' coloured glasses, as I do too, but I just can't see if he doesn't end up where he did, Jackson Hastings doesn't break his foot. Don has gone pretty hard. He said it looked bad because it was bad, really bad. It was deliberate, totally unnecessary. Resulted in a serious injury. Yeah. He shouldn't play again this year. Definitely, definitely not deliberate, but it was bad. And how long should Pat Carrigan get? That's the big issue that we are talking about this morning. 13, 13, 55. Before, Corey, we get into the Cowboys because they're the, they're the hope of the side yep. for the Queenslanders uh, locking down second spot. Let's hit the phones. Jason is listening to us on the app all the way down the other side oh, of the Murray in Victoria. Man, Jason, morning to you. G'day, Corey. G'day, Ben. How are you? Very well. Now, mate, what's, think, it, what's it like in I your part of the world? It's quite cool. And I'd like to say that um, Carrigan shouldn't have done what he did, even though you know, he, I reckon he should have got at least seven weeks, at least. Seven. And okay. also, I feel that um, Melbourne Storm will beat the Titans and the Broncos. The Broncos will lose to the Storm again. <laughs> well, they've got a terrific record, don't they, Jason, against the Broncos, the Melbourne Storm. I think it, 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 it's one of the best records in the NRL at the moment, the Melbourne Storm winning over the Broncos. However, it's a different Broncos team this year and it's a different Storm team this year, and I think you may agree on that. Yes, they should beat the Titans, but they've got a tough run home, the Storm. They've got the Titans, Panthers, Broncos, Roosters, Parramatta. So their ability to lock in a top four spot is well up for grabs. And the Broncos certainly will be looking for that uh, when they take on the Melbourne Storm in three weeks' time. Jason, outstanding, mate. Thank you for the call. All the way from Victoria, listening via the app. If you're not listening via the app, I would applaud you to do that. Just download it from the iTunes store, SEN. And you get all the shows from Patton Heels to the Captain's Runs with Cam Smith, even this one. And the best part about the app, not only are you listening to it in crystal clear digital sound, but there's a little button on there that says call. And you can do that and get on 13, 13, 55, just as Jason has done. All right, Corey, the Cowboys. Mm. They have a fair run home as well. They've locked down second spot. They're three away, three wins away yep. from top spot. Yep. We've been talking the last month about it's the Panthers and who in the grand final. Well, now the Panthers are looking a bit shaky. No Luai mm. and no Nathan Cleary. Yes. 
Yeah, the Cowboys. I mean, and the Cowboys get them for the minor premiership. Oh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough to get them for the minor premiership. At the moment, the Panthers on 36 points. The Cowboys currently on 30. The Cowboys take on the Dogs, Roosters, Warriors, South, and the Panthers in the last round. So there could be that uh, maybe, just maybe, that the, the Cowboys take on the Panthers, which could be just a, a minor premiership defining game. Now, I don't think it's going to be the case because the Panthers have shown, albeit only losing two games all year, all year, Benny. We're up to round 20, and we're going to say they're going to lose, what, another four running into the finals? I don't think that's going to be the case, but the uh, the Cowboys will have a lock on top two, which is a, a terrific result. And to be fair, second-best defensive team in the competition, they're in this competition up to their eyeballs, like right up to their eyeballs. No Jerome Luai, as you mentioned, no Nathan Cleary. Mitch Moses is out of the Parramatta Eels. Pat Carrigan's out of the Broncos. What effect is all this going to have on those teams on the run home? But the big one is, isn't it, Cleary and Luai out of the Panthers. So there's an opportunity for the Cowboys. An opportunity indeed. When you have a look, Bulldogs, Roosters, Warriors, very winnable. I'd say they're all wins. Rabbitohs may give them a, a run for their money, but... And they'll have to beat the Rabbitohs if they're going to go further down the track as as far as finals are concerned. But mm. for me, one of the lines of the weekend came from the lips of Corey Parker when he said, why drink wine when you can drink water? Mate, what a first half. What a game he had yesterday. Scott Drinkwater, what how, a player. How long, hang on. How long were you working on that nah, one? No, that was just popped off the top of my head, mate. Just <laughs> what I can do. Uh, what, a, what a season he is having. I mean, to, to think way back to the start of the season, Hamaso Tabuai Fido was the starting uh, fullback, mm. and they weren't sure. They were sort of bumbling around a little bit. I think Scotty Drinkwater got his opportunity about round five from memory, uh, and hasn't he taken their attack to a whole new level? Silky's, you know, great footwork. He's got a nice kicking game, but his passing ability, his ability to just link and sort of slot into that back line has certainly given him a whole nother dimension in regards to that. He's got up around 20 tri-assists. He's leading that, uh, you know, he's up at the top echelon of players in that regard after missing the first five rounds. Mate, he is in sublime touch. The question, the question, Benny, and this is probably for uh, further down the track, do they keep hold of him? Now, they've got Habu... How can they let him go? Well, they've got Tabuai Fado that mm-hmm. they, my understanding, they've just re-signed. And Scotty Drinkwater, I, I'm pretty sure he's off contract. Now, I know the Dolphins are chasing pretty hard for either one of those two players. So can they keep both of them? I'm not sure, but it would be yet to be seen. But he's had a terrific season. Have you spoken to Uncle Wayne about this? What, what's, who's, no, who's I haven't given Dad a call, or Uncle Wayne, as you call it. <laughs> um, but, I mean, look, you know, as Todd Payton had said, he, you know, he found a spot for Tabuai Fidei yesterday, pulled felt off and put... Tabuai Fido on the week before he pulled Scott Drinkwater off and put Hammer on. Uh, it's it's a bit of an issue. It's a bit of a concern. It's a bit of a headache. And that's the one thing that can bring them undone. Mm. And I know it's something I'll be asking the Brisbane Lions about, and it's their bench. Now, the Lions found themselves in a lot of trouble yep. over the weekend when they had their Medisub as a ruckman. Mm. And all of a sudden, they had to get a running player off and replace him with a bloke who doesn't run. Now... Carrying Hammer on the bench, it's worked for them so far. But so far. It's, it's a nice luxury to have, but it could come unstuck pretty quickly if you start losing blood. It certainly could come unstuck, but I think he's that good of a player and he can bring that much to the team. You run the risk.
And at, at a pinch, at worst, you just put him on in the middle and just say, just pop up and run around and chase those big guys and look for an offload and sniff around and, and do your thing because he's a wonderful footballer and can really carry the ball. All right, let, let's talk someone in your wheelhouse, a back rower. Mm. Jeremiah Nanai, he, he, he is still a teenager. Yeah. He is still a teenager Scary. and has just scored his 16th try for the season. So 16 from 16 games. He's broken the Cowboys' record for a forward uh, scoring tries in the season. A 19-year-old back rower. We saw what he did in origin, held yeah. his own, looked like he belonged. Is he going to the World Cup? Yeah. Yeah, without doubt. All right, Tick, it, it, there we if, go, move on. If, <laughs> if Nanai is fit and injury-free and doesn't require any post-season surgery, without doubt, lock him in for a World Cup berth. Absolutely. And I don't think anyone would have a qualm. Anyone would have a qualm in the 25-man squad that they'll pick if Jeremiah Nanai was named because he thoroughly deserves his opportunity. Um you know, he, he he might he might roll out with a grand final ring and a World Cup. You just don't know. And a, and an Origin Series win. So what a season he is having. A, a, again, terrific player. Is he in your starting 13? Oh, no. No. No, I, I know Mal Meninga's really big on, on repaying the faith to yeah. the players that have done the job beforehand. Um, we I haven't th- played a test since 2019, no, I, I though. It's been a while. That. Yes, I do realise that. I think that, Boyd Cordner was captain of Australia. He was, yeah. But, um, you know, when you look at the back rowers that are still currently available, Jeremiah Nano would definitely be on the on the plane. That's a lock. Uh, but, you know, you've got Cameron Murray. You've got a few other players there that, you know, you've got Isaiah Yo, um, Cam Murray, these sorts of players that will probably hold down a starting spot. but throwing I reckon he holds his own in that conversation. Well, he does. Absolutely he does. But I just think going back to understanding and knowing Mal, he'll give those guys first opportunity. All right, Josh on uh, the tweet machine has said, uh, Nelson Asafa Solomono mm. didn't cop anything. Yep. And this is a worse look for the game. So yes. if you haven't seen what Nelson did, and it was a, it, it was a, 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 an angle that was uh, very obscured, but he has literally dropped his entire 130 kilo frame mm. through a forearm and elbow to the head and squashed Wade Egan's head as he was coming down. So Josh has said that is a worse look for a game, let alone he also injured a player recklessly. The MRC is a farce. How can that get off and Carrigan gets done? Could not agree any more with you, Josh. Um, 100% do not understand, nor do the players, nor do the coaches, nor do the fans on what is happening at the MRC. The fact that Big Nelson can do that and walk away with nothing. It's... My job is to have an opinion and, and to talk about the game, yet we continually always talk about the wrong things of the game, that being a situation like this. You know, it, it, it's inexcusable from the technology that we've got at the moment, from the views that we see and from it, – it's it's a scratch-your-head type of moment, but it's happening every week. I, I, I really don't understand how Nelson – has got off scot-free. One thing I want to uh, ask you before you leave, Corey, it's coming to 14 and a half minutes past 10. The West Tigers over the weekend, they something bizarre that I've never, ever seen a rugby league club, or yet a sporting, a professional sporting club do. They had a, a members night mm. where for their fans here in Brisbane at yep. City Hall on a Friday night. Yep. Now, they had tickets for sale to go and see the team for a meet and greet, photos, autograph, up close and personal at City Hall. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Tigers fan and you went to this, I'd love to hear from you because did you get your money's worth? When I say a ticket, how much? You shouldn't pay anything. <laughs> but 
It was 70 bucks Holy. for an adult. Is that drinks on the house, food, three course? You would hope, but I don't think that, I don't think you got any merch. Oh, because I went through and had a look at the package mm. to see what you did get. $70 for adults, $55 yeah. for kids. Yeah, it's hard pa- to. Paying to, and, and we're not talking, this is not the Golden State Warriors or the San Antonio Spurs or, or Leeds yeah. or, or Man It's the West Tigers that have currently West... now just won their fifth game for the season. Yeah, there I understand. I get it. I don't uh, care if you're the Brisbane Broncos. You're not charging people no. to come and see you. No, well, the Broncos do have a similar uh, thing like that. They have the members of the South, which is when they go to Sydney, they, they yeah. have a, an opportunity where the Sydney members can come and, but you're a, and a member. meet their players. So you've paid. But you're a member. You've, you've already paid. You've paid yep. to be a member, not a ticket to go and meet yeah. and greet. Yeah. Uh, what's your question? It's a strange one. <laughs> no, but I mean, this shouldn't this shouldn't happen. I just want to get your now, take on uh, this. Look, oh. yeah, obviously, it's an opportunity for the club to make money. I, I, I think it's a poor one, to oh, be honest. I think it's a poor one to make money. I think if they were to uh, uh, do something very similar and, and leave it open, they'd probably get more legs and, and more coverage or more, more, more positive coverage on what they're doing because their fan base is a good one. Mm. Uh, south of the border, they're obviously trying to grow it up here, but... Hard to grow it when you're charging $70 a ticket, particularly uh, where times are at at the moment. When I mentioned this at home, Beck said, well, I, I lined up as a kid to get Kerrod Walters' autograph. Yeah. Uh, photos weren't it. Well, actually, on the box brownie, you're probably you're the Instamatic. You can get photos <laughs> there. But she got it 90 minutes to line up and get Kerrod Walters' autograph. Did you ever, as a kid, did you ever line up to, to for any one or anything? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't I have did. to be sport. Yeah, I lined up at the uh, airport. In yeah. 1992, this is when the Flames first lit for me in regards to being a Bronco, to watch the Broncos come in with the Shield, which was obviously back then in, in the Sunday afternoon. They come back yeah. um, via the airport. I stood right next to the bus, like the very first person before they got onto the bus. And Kerrod Walters and Alan Langer and Kevin Walters gave me a little pat and a scruff and they moved on. I told them that story years later when I was playing alongside them. That's the beauty of rugby league. So that's where my... Uh, fire ignited for me, so I did line up for that one, yeah. Photos, autographs? Oh, the whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Outstanding. What have you lined up for? 13, 13, 55. We'll, we'll take it in a bit of a different tangent now. That is the Monday means test. Uh, it's 17 minutes past 10 this Monday morning. Corey, we'll catch you next Monday. And Thanks, we'll see Benny. you on Fox Sports. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport, 693 SENQ. Yeah, 23 minutes past 10. Thanks for your company this morning. We'll head poolside to the Com Games very shortly. In about 10 minutes' time, into the Lions' Den. A lot of soul searching after the weekend. That first half was one of the best games of football you will ever see that team play. Second half, wow, what happened? Well, we'll find out exactly what happened and what the fallout has been here on SENQ, the home of sport, your new home of sport here in Queensland, 693. But first, let's go to the open line, 13, 13, 55. Alex, morning to you. Oh, no, Alex has just dropped out. All right, we'll come back to that. All right. As we get those calls ready to go, um, oh, you can text too, 0467 736 Commonwealth Games, let's head there because not only have we been smashing world records this morning, but we do have a new queen of the Commonwealth, Emma McKeon. She has made history when she won gold in the 50-metre freestyle. She is Australia's most decorated Commonwealth Games athlete of all time. 11 gold medals. She... Led the field home. It was actually it was an Aussie one, two, three. 
uh, Meg Harris in second. Shana Jack taking out bronze, but this is Kate Campbell chatting to our new Queen of the Commonwealth straight after that. Emma, we've done a couple of calculations. They're a little bit crude, but by our standards, 40,000 athletes have competed at the Commonwealth Games. You are the person who holds the most gold medals. <sighs> I don't know what you want me to say. Um, yeah, I mean, I just get in there and do my best. Um, take each race one at a time. Um, obviously, when I get in, I want to win, <laughs> like everyone else in the race. Um, yeah, 50, it's a fun event for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just, I feel like I'm here a lot more relaxed this year than last year, a lot happier. Um, and I think, you know, I haven't done as much work as I had this time last year, but I think the place that I'm in mentally is kind of showing in my performances. And ultimately, it is about getting to that next Olympic Games. You've said that you want to swim on to Paris 2024. I know that you are missing having your family in Tokyo. They are here and they have just witnessed history with you. Yeah, it's so nice to have them here. Um, my mum and dad are both here. My sister Caitlin and David, um, brother David, they're back home. So um, I know they're watching, but it's really nice to have mum and dad here. Um, be able to celebrate these kind of moments with them. and. I know it was just as tough on them as it was on me last year not having them there, so it's nice to be able to share this with them. Yeah, Emma McEwen there speaking to Kate Campbell. How how, how far can she go? We've seen her dominate at the Olympics, breaking all the records that have been before us now or before her when it comes to medals. And now the Commonwealth Games, Paris 24, she is going to be flying, fingers crossed. She could be our greatest ever ever across all sports. Emma McKeon, how good is that? All right, we've got Alex back on the line now. Alex, morning to you. Good morning to you, sir. Ah, now, the West Tigers, what have, what's on your mind? No, no, nothing on my mind. I am just promoting. SEN is a fantastic radio station. I love listening to the station. Uh-huh. All about rugby league. But what I didn't like there was, that's only my opinion, where we said the Tigers... It's not like Leeds United or Manchester or any other big football club. They shouldn't charge the $70 at City Hall. Yeah. Yes. We are promoting rugby league. We want it to be as big as Leeds or bigger. Yeah. We want rugby league to be famous. So if Tigers do it, fine, let them do it. If people got $70 to pay for it, let them go pay and do it. That's all my point was. You though I support the Broncos, I'm just saying, it's okay. Each person to their own, each club to its own. If people want to pay and go and see them and enjoy the company, whatever, it's good for them. If they don't go, it's no problem. Alex, as a Broncos fan or a Broncos supporter, would you pay $70 to have the privilege of getting their autograph and getting their photo? If I had the money, I would do it. It is no problem at all. I would not hesitate. If I don't have the money, I won't go and spend. Alex, it's a fair point. You're entitled to it. Appreciate it. 13, 13, 55. I, I can't agree with Alex. I cannot agree with him at all. Rugby league is the working class game. It's its origins. It's where its roots are. It's where its roots still are. To pay $70 for the privilege of getting a photo with a fan, getting an autograph, isn't that what your membership's for? Now, I actually thought when I first saw this, that was sign up, be a member, and this is what you can get. I understand that, but that's not what that was. 
You click on the link, you book your tickets. $70 for an adult, $55 for a kid. $55 for a kid to line up and see their footballing heroes. Corey Parker went out to the airport in 1992 to see the Broncos come home. No one charged anything for there, uh, for that. What did you line up to see? 13, 13, 55. Stephen, morning to you. Ben, how are you, mate? Very well. Have you lined up to see someone? Uh, yes, I have lined up to see Tim Cahill uh, when he released his autobiography uh, about five or six years ago, I think. Outstanding. Where was and, it? And uh, how long did you wait? Uh, well, I was meeting a, a client at work at the uh, the Queen Street Mall, the Pig and Whistle. Yep. And I'd actually forgotten about uh, forgotten that he was in in town doing autographs. So I was so worried about meeting up with this client, and um, I looked up and the line in Queen Street Mall. He was so he was signing autographs at the um, the stage of Queen Street Mall, and the line was after the Pig and Whistle. That's how big this line was. And yeah. I told I told my the client I said, "Oh, it's Tim Cahill." And, uh, the client, his wife was uh, from Preston in England, so from the northwest, where Everton, where Everton is. And he said to me, "If you can get me a signed book and a photo with Tim Cahill for my wife, he goes, you've got this contract." So <laughs> I didn't want to wait for I didn't want to wait three or four hours in uh, Queenship Mall, and then I was looking on my phone hurriedly to see where he, if there was anywhere else in Brisbane. And luckily enough, he was at Chermside, so. Packed up, got in my car with my the client, we drove to Chermside, and we got to where he was uh, where he was supposed to be. Uh, we were first in line, but it was a three hour wait. So, oh, no. st- stood there waiting for three hours, you know, passing time, talking to my, the client and everything. And then when he when Tim when he showed up, there was uh, two laser team who was who was uh, publicists. And uh, they walked up and said, "Oh, can we have your name so we can write a, a personalised message on your um, on the book for you?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "No, no. How long have you been here for?" And I said, "Oh, we came from the city. We've been here about three hours." And uh, this is my friend here, Chris. And uh, so she gave Tim the uh, the card, and then we got up to Tim Cahill, and he said, "Oh, no, Tim. This is Stephen and Chris. They've been here for three hours. They came from the city." And not a word of a lie, Tim Cahill got up, shook both of her hands, and said, "Guys." Thank you very much for this. It means the world that you'd give up your day for me. And just couldn't believe just how down to earth he was. Got photos, got an autograph, got everything. As we walked away, Chris said to me, he goes, you've got the contract. So Steve, <laughs> it, was, you, it was you, worth it. There you go. Worth it and winning all over the place. And Tim Cahill, what a fantastic bloke for doing that. And didn't charge you $70 for doing it either. Mate, great story. Good stuff. You know what? For putting your body on the line for three hours and... And work as well. A great story too. Um, I'm going to send you off to the Gabba on Sunday. Lions-Carlton, 20 past three. It is a big, big game for the Lions. They all are from here on in. We're going to head to the Lions' den straight after the news. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport. 693 SENQ. Uh, heading to the Lions' den in just a moment on the text line. Um, Roy Boy, thank you for this. He said, guys, if Pat Carrigan gets a shorter suspension because he's a good bloke and didn't mean it, should Nathan Cleary be the same? He seems like a good fella, and I'm sure he didn't spear tackle the guy on purpose. Roy... 
Thank you. Your thoughts? 13 13 55 04 67 736 736. This is SENQ 693. It's your new home of sport here in Queensland. We do have the radio rights to the Commonwealth Games, which is fantastic. But if you want to watch it, Channel 7 is the place for that. You can download the 7 Plus app too. You get all the sports across that. So you can watch the Aussies compete in lawn bowls, weightlifting, judo. It's the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games live, free and exclusive on 7 and 7 Plus. Download the app for your smart TV, mobile or tablet now. All right, yesterday afternoon, the MCG, it looked like the monkey was going to be off the back. The hoodoo looked like it was going to be broken. 42-point lead. That's a seven-goal lead. The first half by the Brisbane Lions are one of the best we have seen in the last three to four years. But then after halftime... It went pear-shaped badly. The Tigers came back. It was a hell of a game, and it went right down to the final seconds. But where does this now leave the Lions' top four chances? What is all the chat inside the Lions' den today? The fallout? Let's go to Ben Hudson, who is part of Chris Fagan's coaching team. Hello. I'd like to say good morning to you, but after yesterday, I can't imagine it would be too good of a morning. Now nah, the sun did get up, although I'm on the coast. It's a little bit cloudy. Yeah, unfortunately, we, we couldn't get the uh, chocolates. But as you said at the start, it was a great first half. And uh, to the Tigers' credit, mate, they uh, they won the game and we weren't able to consolidate a, a really good first half. So, yeah, disappointing. Uh, we'll learn from it. But, yeah, the season's uh, still alive and well. What happened? Uh, yeah, we, we probably should have been a little bit further and all those that watched would have seen that the dominant first half we had. But, uh, yeah, Richmond's credit, they bounced back and they were able to sort of get back to the way they played in the second half and overcome us. And, yeah, there were certainly moments we had our chances in the in the second half. We weren't able to, to finish. And, yeah, it was unfortunate, disappointing, all those words. But, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, learn like we always do and, uh, yeah, Bounce back in against Carlton, but yeah, disappointing. But yeah, as I said, it's yeah, it's not all doom and gloom. All right, we'll, we'll get into ramifications in just a moment. But Zach Bailey, how, how's he? Did he have to spend the night in hospital? Hey, he spent uh, yeah the night in Melbourne. Uh, he's sort of awaiting a few more scans. He's uh, pain free and up and about. Um, I think I sent, I sent him a text this morning, so he's all right. Uh, he had family and staff stay with him, so yeah, he's in the. Uh, at the moment, we're just waiting to hear whether we can fly back, and hopefully that'll be today, and, and they'll work out from there. But yeah, I don't know the details too much, but as a precaution, they they kept him overnight. Yes. I was going to ask you then, man. What was the nature of his injury? You know, it was a sternum, and it was after some contact from Marlon Pickett. What 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 sort of symptoms, or what was his what was he suffering? Oh, well, I think, and I, I can't put words into that because I wasn't uh, sort of privy to it but from all reports he had a bit of trouble breathing and so straight away that the club uh yeah went to uh further investigation sent him to the hospital and yeah um at the moment yeah as i said no pain um just awaiting sort of specialists and a few more results in that department when he went off you did you did lose something obviously zach's a fantastic player but the, the Medi sub who came on for him was was not a like for like match. Um, we had Darcy Ford, who's a fantastic player, but he is a he is a ruckman. C- can you talk us around the decision to have a, a ruckman as the Medi sub because that was something that Fags pointed out was probably a tactical blunder that they you could have, in hindsight, done better. 
yeah, probably we could have. And that in in previous weeks we've used Das as a as a sub, and yeah, you, you don't know who's going to be injured, and it's the unfortunate thing about footy. Uh, yeah, in hindsight, I suppose as a coaching group, you, you'd like to have that decision back, but it was made. Did it decide the game? No. Would it have helped us maybe if we'd made a different de- uh, decision with a small? Had we known we'd lose a small? Potentially. But yeah, you, you live and, and die by those decisions, and I know Fags would have mentioned that in his post-press uh, conference. Can I ask why he was the Medi sub because there was obviously a, a thought behind it or a process behind it. Yeah, I think we, as a coaching group, we go through the the what ifs as as to why. And uh, at the time, or in the previous week, just thought it was the right decision. Um, having yeah, we we think our stoppages and our contest stuff is really important. So if we lose uh, Big O or another tall, yeah, we're, we're certainly we don't have a sort of second recognised ruckman, but we think we can fill the holes that way. So. We are chatting to Ben Hudson uh, the uh, from the Brisbane Lions inside of uh, the Lions Den, part of Chris Fagan's coaching setup. Huddy, you, you, you've got a big task this week, uh, Carlton at home, but I think probably even a bigger task is how you pick the boys up after something like that. You said you can learn from it, but confidence-wise, to me, that would have to be the biggest thing to pick themselves up and and and, and trying to raise that from their memories. Yeah, that's oh, that's the challenge of any professional sport. Um, but I mean, your word, yeah, I suppose your words about the inner sanctum of the lodge. I suppose people aren't privy to that, but we we were a pretty positive environment. Um, so yeah, that and, and in the past, I think our, our team and, and players have certainly bounced back from you know what you call adversity. And yeah, obviously you you look at that and and. Players and, and staff are all upset, and so are fans. You should win those games. There's no if, much or baby. It didn't happen. Um, yeah, the, the challenge is to to, to bounce back. You, you can't uh, walk in as we will tomorrow morning with all doom and gloom on our faces. That's the beauty of sport, being able to bounce back, and that's the challenge against another really good team in Carlton who are uh, like us, fighting for their, their place in the finals. What do you say to the team straight afterwards in the sheds? Is there much talking? Uh, there is. You give them time to debrief and, and fags. And we, we, without sort of going into the detail, we just went and spoke about what worked and what didn't and, and what the learnings were and, and what the focus is now. And, then, and these guys, we have a fairly autonomous way of talking and, and uh, owning our mistakes and also our positive uh, results. So, yeah, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary that isn't done as a post-match meeting. And, yeah, we had to fly back pretty quick. So, yeah, you, you move on and uh, you get home. We all got home at about 1 o'clock last night. I'll rest up today and, and be right to go to review again uh, Tuesday morning. It was a big weekend for the ladder. 52 points is what you share, uh, fourth and fourth. The, uh, fourth and fifth place with the Swans, but you are sitting in fifth. You're outside the top four, and it's on percentage. You will have to win every game here on in to get back into the top four. It's so imperative, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. And then, mate, you look back, you look at the ladder, and I don't have it in front of me now, but there's yeah, there's percentage, and, and there's nothing uh, splitting sort of the top. Well, the top two are probably a game or two ahead, and then three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, yeah. You, as you said, the last three weeks, and that's what's exciting about the competition at the moment. There's no uh, gimme wins or, or losses. So, yeah, that's our challenge. The first uh, one will be Carlton at the Gabba, which is uh, 
Blue River advantage for us. Um, but yeah, we know. Um, yeah, we've got to start against Carlton, and the best uh, challenge will be how we start in that that first quarter. Mate, I know you've got a day off, but the, the, the review, the planning, the video, it all starts now. So we appreciate your time to step us through what uh, transpired yesterday. Ben Hudson there on the line uh, from inside the Lions Den. What did you make of it, Lions fans? 13-13-55. They've got a big task against Carlton. Uh, they've got the Saints and then the Demons at home, which we were potentially two weeks ago talking about a top-of-the-table Blockbuster, it could have maybe decided the minor premiership. But now the Lions outside the top four, only on percentage. I have a look at that game yesterday, and Zach Bailey coming off on its own didn't change much. But when Jared Berry goes down with an ankle, when Kadeen Coleman, who was outstanding, starts cramping up, the run wasn't there, yet it was all there for the Tigers. It seems like a choke. You could probably call it that. Or was it still a great battle to be part of? And will they only get better for this? Your take, 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Creeping up to 16, away from 11. Here on SENQ, 6.93am, your new home of sport here in Queensland. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13, 13, 55 or text 0467, 736, 736. Queensland's new home of sport, 693 SENQ. Thanks for your company this morning. We've been having a hell of a lot of fun. Trevor Gilmeister, the Minister of Defence, in after 11 o'clock. And you know what? That's when I'll be doing Queensland's greatest sports quiz. Queensland's biggest sports quiz, all thanks to BCF. It is your chance to win $693 cash. We also have $100 BCF gift vouchers to get along to BCF. You can gear up for your next adventure at BCF. You can shop our range in-store or online today. We'll do that after 11. Trevor Gilmaster, as I said, also uh, in after the news there because I want to pick his brains about tackle technique. Paddy Carrigan's hip drop has been referred straight to the judiciary. So in the match reviewer's mind, it is right up there with eye gouging, with elbows to the head, with calling the ref a cheat. Should it be? Is that where we are sitting as far as hip drop tackles are concerned in the game of rugby league? You've had your say this morning. I want to keep those calls coming through 13 13 55. You can send me a text 0467 736 736. 10 away, from 10 away from 11. Look, one of the more remarkable sporting comebacks has unfolded here in Brizzy uh, late last week. And it's when the Brisbane Bullets pulled off a massive coup. It's probably one of their biggest signings in club history. And I'm talking about Boomer and former NBA champ, Aaron Baines. He will be playing in the NBL for the next two years unless an NBA contract comes his way. Now, if you don't follow basketball, Baines, he's from Queensland, North Queensland, Mariba. He's where he grew up. He is one of our most decorated basketball players. He's earned over $40 million in nine seasons in the NBA. That's just contracts alone, $40 million. He's played more than 520 games. He won a title with the Spurs in 2014. In 2020, he scored a career-high 37 points in one game. He nailed nine three-pointers. The only other person in NBA history to do that, score 35-plus, get 15 rebounds and nine three-pointers in a game, was MVP James Harden. So he's right up there. He is one of the elite. That performance alone earned him 
a $14 million two-year deal with the Toronto Raptors. He's a three-time Olympian, went to London, went to Rio, and went to Tokyo, where the Boomers run bronze. But that's where this story takes a turn. It was in a game against Nigeria in Tokyo where he had used some hand sanitizer warming up for the second half. When he was warming up in the second half, he went for a layup, went to hold on to the ring and slipped off. Fell hard onto the court, neck and head. So they sat him out for the rest of that game just as a precaution. He seemed okay, but... He just wasn't right. Three days later when they're playing Italy, Baines has gone for a break down to the bathroom and didn't come back. The team found him down there, passed out on the floor. He'd fallen and had another crack to his head. He ended up going to hospital because he couldn't walk. And this is the problem from that initial fall. He had internal bleeding that was putting pressure on his spinal cord. So here he is in the middle of a pandemic in a Tokyo hospital, couldn't have anyone with him, no teammates, no family, and the language barrier was huge. He was high on painkillers. He had to watch his team win a bronze medal. He was in hospital in Tokyo for 11 days. That's when he was finally able to stand. That was the only way they were going to let him go home. To get home, it was an eight-hour flight on a Mercy medical flight where he had to be anaesthetized and strapped down for eight hours. When he got back to Brisbane, two weeks quarantine in hospital before family could meet him. At this stage, he could only stand, could hardly walk. Intensive physio over the next three months got him to walking and then finally running. Now he has signed for the Brisbane Bullets in the hope to get back into the NBA. Will he be able to play? They don't know that yet. But the Bullets coach is quite confident. He thinks he's going to get back on court. Here is JD on Aaron Baines at training. He's won a championship. He's played nine years in the NBA. Um, He's a boomer. He brings that culture to our team. Um, He's going to help me continue my coaching career. So it's, 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 uh, it's a plus. It's a bonus for us. And for the other players... They're going to see how somebody comes to work every single day and puts the effort in on and off the court. So it's, um, I'm excited about that as well. This is, he's exactly what we've been looking for. We gave him a workout the other day, and um, one of our assistant coaches uh, had to play one-on-one with him. He's still hurting right now, so I think Aaron's going to be all right. There we go, James Duncan, Bullets coach. It's one of the big sporting comebacks happening right here under our noses in Brisbane. Aaron Baines, we wish you and the Bullets all the luck. We're six and a half away from 11. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport. 693 SENQ. Yeah, we're edging ever closer to the 11 o'clock news. Trevor Gilmeister will join me in the studio after that. Queensland's Minister of Defence. He's starting to warm up. He's getting the shoulders ready. He's got the deep heat out because he is coming in charging to try and teach everyone in the NRL how to tackle. Because over the weekend, there were some absolute shockers from Nathan Cleary to Nelson Osofa-Solomano. Maybe Gilly might have done a bit of that in his time. But Pat Carrigan as well. Dear, oh dear, what should Pat Carrigan get at the judiciary? Have the match reviewers gone too far? Really? 
directing him straight to the judiciary, referring him straight to the judiciary. So that puts it up in the upper echelon of eye gouging, biting. Is that where hip drop tackles sit in the game? 13 13 55 0467 736 Now on SENQ 693am, all the news and views from a big weekend in sport. Mornings with Ben Davis. Yeah, thanks for your company. It's four minutes past 11 on a gloomy Monday. And I'm not just talking the weather either. The Broncos and Lions both lost. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Muzz on the text line, thank you. He said, Ben, it's easy to say after yesterday's loss to the Lions, but I think they seem to lack a ruthless edge like what Brown and Voss brought in the glory days. Mind you, that's built in, not coached. Murray, thank you. 0467 736 736 is the text line, but we would rather have a chat, 131355. And when I say we, Trevor Gilmeister, Queensland's Minister of Defence, is in the studio. Before we get to Gilly, though, big shout-out to all the gymnasts at Delta Kedron. That's right. That is the home gym of Georgia Goodwin, who is now a gold medal winner at the Commonwealth Games after a spectacular all-round final. She won silver on the Gold Coast 2018, but now the 24-year-old, she is a gold medalist. She went one better in Birmingham. She was tidy. She was uh, divisive. She was decisive across all four apparatus in that all-round final. So, Georgia, good on you and the team down there at Delta. Speaking of divisive, what about oh. Pat Carrigan and the thoughts behind this? Let's bring in Trevor Gilmeister. Gilly, hip drop tackles. According to the match reviewers, yep. it is up there now yeah. in the game as one of the worst things you can do. Eye gouges, biting, homophobic slurs, calling the ref a cheat because they've all been referred to the judiciary. Yeah. Elbows to the head referred mm. to the judiciary. Now, Pat Carrigan, hip drop, referred to the judiciary. Well, what, what a weekend of footy that <laughs> we had. Obviously, send-offs, uh, as you're saying, like hip drop tackles, um, spear tackles, tackles, spear tackles, the whole weekend. It was just, uh, I suppose it's a media's delight. But, I mean... You must it, sit there shaking your head. Going, well, Who's teaching these blokes to well, fix? Well, the big the big thing is now, right? I remember being at the Titans, you know, uh, 2008 we, when we first kicked off. Um, and I, I could see a change in the game defensively uh, after a year or two there. Um, and, and not just... No, it wasn't our, just our team. It was uh, across the NRL and a lot of this catching, catch, like, you know, we were always taught to go in. You get The harder you go in, the less chance are you getting hurt as well. So you just get in, get your, your body into the shoulder, uh, sorry, your shoulder into the body, uh, you know, around the ribs, uh, under the ball, um, and then do your best after that. You know, grab that leg when he's going backwards and, and get him on his back. Uh, that's a perfect tackle, but sometimes it's not going to happen like that. But the game's got so fast and things like that, so the the coaches are devising ways to slow the play the ball down. That's what that's that's what it's all about, mate. Don't don't let anyone tell you anyone, anything else. And that's why the catch, right? Then a bloke comes up, you got the ball, Benny, and I hit you in the chest. Put my arms around there, squeeze in nice and tight. Another bloke comes in. And then another one comes in uh, down around the legs, and then you go down to the ground. It's just it's a ten second play the ball, you know what I mean? So we're all, all us old buggers were you know whinging about the the speed of the play the ball. The eighties it was quick, lock 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 quicker in the play the ball. 
to be honest, it was. If you're getting under someone's ribs, bang, driving them back and putting them on their back, as yeah. that tackle you described, the perfect tackle technique, doesn't that slow the play of the but, ball down? Yeah, it should do. And you, and you should get enough time, like all the time you need, uh, once you dominate that tackle. Yeah. You get them on their back, you know, you should be get four or five seconds to get up because you dominate him, up you get, you know. It's all, it's all, it's all about the coaches, mate, over the last, you know, 10, 15 years of being able to, you know, they're always working out different ways to um, manipulate, you know, the rules and things like that. So, And that's their job, you know, trying to do that. But, you know, I don't, I don't agree um, with some of the tactics that have come in you know, to the game, you know, in the last, you know, 15 years or so. It's, it's yeah, to me, it's not in the spirit of the game. What then should Pat Carrigan get as far as a punishment for this? If we look at Nathan Cleary. Yeah. Five weeks for a tackle, which yeah. I thought was much more dangerous than yeah. what Pat Carrigan had and did. Yeah. What should Pat Carrigan be looking at? Yeah, oh, it's it's a hard one to guess, mate. Um, I I still think um, that you know the you're right that like he's um, Dylan Brown. You could have could have broken his neck. Yeah. You know, man, he'd be you know out for the game. For, I think for I think life, the the, you know the margin for error there is a yeah, lot. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent right. So um, and, and full credit to Dylan Brown got straight to his feet, didn't milk it, you know, and, and got to his feet. But, um, yeah, these lower limb injuries, a lot of the times from these tackles, and they don't, they look very innocuous and they don't look too much, you know what I mean? Because it's not the big impact you see all, all the time. Um, yeah, but a lot of ankles and uh, broken legs and, and things like that. And, and and you twist them the other way, that you know, as well. That, that If you grab their lower legs and someone twists them, mate, they're going to do that. They can do their knee as well. So... I, I don't know what the answer is, Benny, but I I, I just hate seeing these type of tackles. Uh, it's, but it's, uh, going back again, it's all about the slowing the play the ball down. So you get your, your defensive line set easier and you, and you get a bit of a rest and you, and you get your numbers right. All right. Where does the hip, drap, hip drop yeah. tackle sit as far as crimes in the game of NRL? 13-13-55. Brett Kamali, the Tigers coach, he's quite clear on where it sits. Well, I thought the tackle was a pretty ordinary tackle. Um... You know, it's something that we've sort of crept in the game a little bit, and it's, it needs to be make sure it's it's looked after because it's a it's a horrendous tackle, and the outcome of it can be really bad. Can be really bad. Well, for Jackson Hastings, well, it Benny, was. They, they they spoke about it last year, um, and, and they the NRL should have come down on it hard last year and said, mate, there'll be no of these tackles, all right? So, um, and and if and if you go in that area, I mean. Um, I, you know, Tom Flegler got done uh, last year for one mm. as well. And, and don't get me wrong, the Broncos now aren't but, and the only w- team. They're, and, they're and all doing it. Exactly. It wasn't referred straight to the judiciary. They actually graded it so yeah. there was a way of, of not, not challenging. Well, yeah, challenging it, defending it. What yeah. defence does Pat Carrigan and the Broncos have when they go to the judiciary? Because that's what they have to do. They will have to defend this and try and mitigate how much time he spends on the sideline. Well, so you, you're going to get people too to say, you know, he, he's broke his ankle, you know. So it's, to me, really the, you know, to the injury, do you, does that come into it as well? Well, that's the next you layer. Know, and that's and that's a, that's a very important question, yeah. Trevor. Do you need to spend the amount of time on the sidelines as the person that you have injured by a foul play? Yeah, oh, it's a tough one. Uh, as I said, he... he and, and no one means to go out there and break their leg or, you know, do their knee and, and things like that. Uh, but, I mean, uh, it's, I don't know, it's it's a grey area and, and it's it's been like that for a, quite a few years now. Mm. So the NRL should just come out and say, listen, 
none of these tackles or you'll be suspended. Well, I think yeah. I think this is what's happening right yeah. now. I think this is what we're seeing unfolding yeah. from the match review committee on Pat Carrigan. So we've got the, one of the pin-up forwards of the yeah. competition. He won the Wally Lewis medal for what he did in State of Origin, the, the game's yep. pinnacle. And now we're seeing an example being made of. And, and I'm not saying if it wasn't Pat Carrigan, they probably wouldn't be doing the same thing. Mm. But we have a look earlier in the year. Um, a Dragon Tyrell Fumawomo, he yep. got done for five weeks for doing the same thing on uh, a Parramatta forward, um, yep. Dunster. Oh, yeah. He blew his knee apart. Yeah, that's right. ACL, yeah. MCL, PCL, yeah, yeah, all gone yeah, in that yeah. in that tackle. So yeah. he, he gets five weeks. Yeah. But it's season over for Dunster. Yeah. It's now season over for Jackson Hastings. For Jackson yeah. Hastings. Yeah. Yeah. Should it be season over for Pat Carrigan? I can't cop that. An eye no. for an eye is a nice theory. But yeah. I, I, no, I can't no. see no, that. No, no, I right can't. Right. I mean, but, but me and you have a head clash. I break my cheekbone and I'm out for the year. doesn't mean you should be out for the year as well. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of – Sitting on the fence a little bit there. Cause so, what, so what does he get in your eyes? If, if if he's to be made an example of, well, Pat Carrigan, what does he get? He's going to get four weeks, I reckon. Four weeks. You know what I mean, so I'd be happy with four. Um, and and, and I think um, he'd be okay with that, to be honest. And but I mean, you look at, but but we look oh, at actually, Nathan. I, I don't know. I don't know if he would. Yeah, and the Broncos. Well, I mean, that that takes them up to the final round. And Nathan, I, 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 no, but I mean, I, the Broncos need him. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Nathan, Nathan Cleary's out for five weeks, and it's and it's a, and it's a much uh, more looked at more of a looked dangerous more, tackle, yeah. you know. So, I so, said, so where do you, you know, I, I don't know, Ben. It's it's that's why we love rugby league, mate. <laughs> it just keeps throwing them up. Exactly right. It keeps throwing them up. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five. Do you agree with Gilly? Should it be four weeks for Pat Carrigan? If you're at the judiciary, if you're on the panel. What do you give Pat Carrigan? He he will be doing time. He, he would have to have he would have to have the greatest defensive team in the world to, to get, get off, off on this. Because yeah. Gilly, I, I can't see a defence. You see you see these tackles all the time though in the game now. Which as I said, I don't like them at all. Not one little bit. I don't like them. Mm. But I mean, that's this is probably the one uh, that I've seen that's gone awry. You know what I mean? So in uh, the mate, the the amount of ankle and uh, injuries that we see and foot injuries we see these days is phenomenal. It never really happened in my day. A lot of the twisting and, and stuff that goes on in the tackle nowadays. And then you've got someone holding your legs mm. while you're getting, being twisted. Mate, that's no good for anyone. 13, 13, 55. We'll get to the open line straight after we take a quick break because I want to come back and I want to pick Gilly's brains. If you do too, I've got a Trevor, uh, Trevor, if you've got a question for Trevor Gilmeister, uh, bring it on because not only is he Queensland and Australia's Minister of Defence, but he also has his own defensive academy. What should the NRL be looking at? Do they need a revamp on the tackling style? How is it done? And what are we doing in junior footy? Coming up to 15 minutes past 11 this Monday morning. Pinch and a punch for the first day of the month. SENQ 693, Queensland's new home of sport. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport.
693 SENQ. 20 past 11 this Monday morning. Ben Davis with you until 12 o'clock today. So in the next 40 minutes, I will be giving you the chance to win $693 with Queensland's greatest sports quiz. Uh, Shower or two around today. We're trying to to reach top of 21 degrees, but right now it's uh, knocking on the door of 16. Trevor Gilmeister, my guest in the studio. We'll get to the phones very, very shortly. Gilly, um, just before this, I was speaking to Corey Parker last hour and I asked him about what would you line, or sorry, what have you lined up for in your life as a kid or someone to, to, to meet oh. someone? Because the West Tigers yeah. blew my mind on Friday night where they charged $70 a ticket to go and see their players for a fan meet and greet. You get photos, you get autographs, exclusive access to the players, but that exclusivity costs you 70 bucks. That is not in vogue with the working-class nature of rugby league. How many people turned up? Well, uh, well, that's what I'm asking this morning. If you're a West Tigers fan and you were there, how many were there and what did you get for your 70 bucks? But, Gilly, the reason I raise this, Josh has sent me a tweet He's listening on the app as well. Josh, thank you. He said, hey, thank you for getting to my earlier tweet, but tell Corey I'm his biggest fan, although he knows this because I have his signature tattooed on my arm. Josh lined up to see him at the Broncos a few years back and got Corey to sign his arm, and he's gone away to get it tattooed. (laughs) Josh, you got problems. <laughs> what, 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 what body part have you signed, Trevor? What's the weirdest oh, body part you signed? Um, yeah, I've, I've signed a, uh, a few breasts over the years. But, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Was, really? Uh, yeah. really? I thought I that only happened in the movies. I don't think they uh, got tattooed, though, <laughs> the name after it. But, uh, no, yeah, I oh, know. But people's backs and stuff like and fo- like foreheads and stuff like that as really? well. Really? Yeah, yeah, oh, with yeah. with a nicko. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just trying to, how long is that going to stay there for? Oh, you know, yeah. Hey, let's go back to the issue at hand. Brett has said, look, the MRC is cooked. The match reviewers are cooked. Nelson, Asafa Solomono, question mark. Yeah. We see nothing. Carrigan, go straight to jail. Do not yeah. pass go. Do not collect $200. They cannot take injury into the consideration. Only the tackle should be sanctioned at the same level as the others. For example, Nathan Cleary. Brett, thank you. Thank you for your... Nelson uh, should have been charged. There's well, no doubt about that. Exactly. And now, if you haven't seen Nelson Osofa Solomono's great escape, mm. he has come down with a forearm yeah. elbow to the head on Wade Egan yeah. and, and squashed his head yeah. and put his, what, 130 kilos force yeah. straight through yeah. Wade Egan's head and has snapped his teeth. Because the back of your head is more, it's, it's some, I don't know, I'm no doctor, of course, but it's softer at the back of your head as well. So yeah. when you're coming down like that, mate, that's... It's he's very very lucky um, that he didn't get um, you know knocked out or um, you know even worse like he still uh, a massive concussion and um, yeah I yeah he's loosened as some teeth as you said so that's going to cost him a few bucks but yeah he didn't get charged at all defensive technique Gilly you, you touched on it before mm. um, at the Titans which was what two thousand eight so yep. we're talking some time ago you've yep. been part of the Queensland setup and I know. I know you used to take the forwards the day before the game yep. for a special tackling session, normally yep. on a beach somewhere in yep. in the sand. We're talking the elite of the elite, and I don't want to name names, but no, I mean, no. did these guys know how to tackle properly? Yeah, they yeah, because we 
we've been doing it for years, and a lot of them uh, have been in the system, uh, been in the Queensland squad for you know uh, a few years. And as we as we got on and we got to come together, um, we and they used to go, yeah, we know. I say, you're right, boys, and they go, yeah, we know, Gilly, under the bang, shoulder under the because Origin's different, right? It's a different speed. We've seen that. How good was the games? Mm. You know what I mean? So the contact's different uh, to NRL. Um, so you've got to you've got to hit with your shoulder a little bit more. So because um, they don't allow you as much time to wrestle in the in the Origin games. So uh, we uh, originally I had a little bit of um, convincing to do with the players when Mel got got me in, and I said, you know, this is what I'm thinking. You tell me what you think, uh, and we all agreed. In the end, it was hit and hurt. That's what Origin's about, you know what I mean? So hmm. uh, you don't want them, you know, we want them looking at you next time they run the ball and go, oh, shit, I don't like running to this bloke, you know what I mean? And then, oh, I don't like running to that bloke, and they got no choice, you know what I mean? So well, one of my that's fa- what it's about. One of my favourite stories about you, Wally used to tell it, about when playing State of Origin and he'd be calling out either side of him, go, Gino, right, you, you, you've got so-and-so, yeah, yeah. you've got Brandy, and then... Gilly, Gilly, he's yours, he's yours. And Steve Roach at the time turned and passed the ball because Wally called out Gilly, mm. Gilly, he's yours. you weren't even on the field. <laughs> <laughs> you were on the bench. So, so that hit and hurt and making second yeah, guess, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that, that, well, that had why, its play. That's why he's the king, mate. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're right, though. It's, it's, it's about the, the big thing about with defence is communication. I'm talking in general nowadays. Yeah. Uh, um, and stuff like that. Your marker's working properly, and it sounds easy, but it, when you get fatigued, Benny, things go out the window. Communication. There was yeah. a big thing. It, it yeah. needs to be in defence. You need oh, to be talking right. in your so, day. So, yeah, yeah, and we used to talk all the time, and, and if I I like getting under the ball, you know, and the bigger fellas, you know, Paul Harrigan and those blokes, I like to, uh, Mark Carroll, get underneath them, pick them up, and put them on their back, right? So, and I used to say to Gavin Allen, uh, Glenn Lazarus, Honey, all those blokes, if I got him in a good shot and I get him back and they're trying to give me a hand, I'd say, no, I've got him. Nick and off. Nick get off. Get out I've of the tackle. Him. Get out of the tackle. Because when someone comes in to give you a hand a lot of the times, that's when they get chipped up awkwardly because you've got no control then. Yeah. And someone else is giving you, trying to give you a hand and put him on his back. So I used to say, no, I got him. And they used to take the support runners. And, and, we, and again, communication. We know what was going on. All right, Gilly, Matt's on the line, 13, 13, 55. Matt, you want to talk hip drops? Uh, yeah, mate, I was just listening to some of the stuff you were saying. They're talking about the hip drop, and talking about the spear tackle mm. and what they should be giving out for it. Yeah. Why don't they just go a blank at six weeks? If you do it, you go on six weeks, end of story, no judiciary, no nothing. And uh, just on another another similar subject, it used to be the worst thing you could do in the game was trip someone. What's the uh, penalty for a trip now? Actually, that, that was one other thing that did get referred to the judiciary, a, a trip, and that was at the end of last year, if memory serves me correct. So, yeah. I, you, you know what, you, Matt, you, you're right. I mean, biting, gouging, I always thought would be the worst thing you could do in the game. But now getting a hip drop is getting referred to the judiciary. Matt, you make some good points. Thank you, mate. Uh, Alfred had never been on the field. He used to trip blokes <laughs> all the time. But, okay, but that tackle technique, that's right. Yeah. That, that did, they cracked down on that. They outlawed yeah, yeah. it. So what do you reckon, Gilly? Six, six weeks. Six weeks for, say, a spear tackle like a Nathan Cleary and a, and a, a hip drop. Is it, is it a blanket band or do you still have to go in and fight your case? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, actually, I don't mind a six weeks. Yeah, I, I, actually, I don't mind it. I, I, I think that's not a bad bad thing. Because at the end of the day, it's a, it's a deterrent. I mean, a deterrent. 100%. That's the whole yeah. point of what they're doing. Yes, there's got to be yeah. a penalty, but 
a penalty has a double consequences. And, and exactly. yeah, yeah. But I mean, but the the big thing is too with the uh, the players, they'll, they'll second guess then. You know, I mean, I, will I go in there or will I, want, you know, will I or won't I mm. and and things like that. So and, and obviously, players' safety is paramount. You know, so we've got to make sure all the players are looked after. All right, let's head up the sunny coast. Greg, good morning to you. Yeah, how are you, Trev? Yeah, go, yeah, good. Go ahead, Trevor's listening. How you going, mate? Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm not bad, mate. Look, I'm a full-on Bronco supporter. I reckon the best tackling, tackling technique I've seen is young Heatherings in the players of the Broncos. KB, yeah. He, yeah, he just snacks their legs out from my mate. That's better than putting two or three people in a tackle. Because Tom hit him around the legs, bang, they're gone. They can't get time to throw the ball. No, you're right, and and the good thing about that is that they're looking for you next time. You know what I mean? So they you hit them in the thighs. Mel Meninga used to say all the time, you know, that um, you hit them in the thighs all the time, and they, they get continually getting off the ground. Right? They make mistakes. Then it might be the 50, 60, 70th minute. They're going to make a mistake down the track because the big fellas don't like getting go, uh, going on the ground all the time. So they make poor decisions then. You know, when they're fatigued, as I said just before, and. Yeah, no, mate, he's, he's he's doing really well. And I'd just like to see him get a little bit more game time um, at the moment. So I think, yeah, Kobe's doing a great job. Outstanding, Greg. Thank you for the call, 13-13-55. He's got a good uh, tackling technique. Uh, sorry, a good teacher for his tackling technique off his old man. Jason. Yes. Yeah, yeah I was, it's, it's weird. You're trying to think of some of your best. He's a great mate of mine and... I call him Dalton all the time. I couldn't think of his first name. <laughs> <laughs> Jason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, well, yeah. mention Kobe Hetherington. He's the man most likely to come in for Pat Carrigan. Well, yeah, I, I think so. Um, and, and he's obviously when um, a couple of boys were out for origin as well. Um, he's, he's, he's played a few games mm-hmm. now. So he's, he's, made, he's made for – actually, oh, I don't want to put any pressure on the young bloke, but he's, he's an origin player for mine down the track. You know, Kobe, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's kind of got that um, good defensive mindset. Uh, he's tough, you know, and he doesn't uh, take any crap, so he'll do well. Gilly, before we let you go, the Broncos' top four hopes now after the loss yeah, to the Tigers. The Tigers. Yep. He, I mean, a hiccup, a reality check, but still they've got a bit of work to do to make the top four. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I don't know whether. You know, they they fell in love with themselves, you know, having a good run there, um, giving, patting themselves on the back, I'm not sure. Uh, another team like that is Parramatta, you know what I mean, as well. Like, geez, you, you know, they come out and beat Penrith. I know Nathan Cleary got sent off. And some of the, you know, the teams in the, you know, the round that four and five, it, well, look at the uh, the teams, uh, uh, that log jam for coming into eight, you know, and poor old Manly mm. after the weekend. Of course, you know, we know what happened there. So I'm really, uh, yeah, I'm really keen to see, see that. Because normally it's nearly cut and dried now. Oh, this is you know close. I mean? This is yeah, probably yeah. the closest it's been, I exactly. reckon, in, yeah. in the best part of two decades. Exactly right. Yeah. So it's uh, I'm really keen to see uh, the last five rounds. All right, Gilly, thank you. We'll see you tomorrow night on 7 News with the good, bad and ugly. You and Webby going head to head. I'm just still trying to figure out between the two of you which one you are, whether you're the good, the bad or... The uglier if you cross oh, all three. I'm the last one. <laughs> oh, come on. give, yourself, give yourself a wrap. Come on. Uh, Trevor Gilmeister, thank you. A Monday morning uh, telling it how it is, just dropping truth bombs all over the place. Uh, we're about to head to some news headlines with Vanessa Gibson, but 
Before that, I need you to do this. Know your sport? Need some cash? Call Ben Davis now on 13 13 55 and you could win $693 with Queensland's biggest sports quiz. This is Queensland's new home of sport. SENQ, 6.93am. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport. 693 SENQ. Yeah, 26 away from midday. You know what I forgot to do with the quiz is to give you the lead-in question. It's going to be very simple, though. The Commonwealth Games, they're on right now. They're being held in which English city? This is Queensland's biggest sports quiz. Your chance to win $693. SENQ, 6.93am. Yeah, we are doing it all thanks to BCF. Gear up for your next adventure at BCF. You can shop our range in store or online today. Now, how this works, $6.93 for every question you get right. If you get all 10 right... $693 going your way. Let's head out to Narangbar. Pat has jumped in early. Pat, good morning to you. Good day, mate. How are you going? Mate, I'm going great, Guns. I hope you're doing better, and I hope your sporting knowledge is right up there. Are you primed for this? Well, we'll soon find out. (laughs) All right. The (laughs) first question for $6.93. Can you tell me where the Commonwealth Games are being held? Birmingham. $6.93, Pat. Well done. Well done. Question number two. Broncos and Lions, they both played teams over the weekend with the same animal nickname. What team was it or what animal was it? it? The Tigers. $13.86 coming your way, Pat. Now... Uh, let me see. Question number three. Who is the coach of the Queensland Reds? Uh, Thorne, Brad Thorne. Ah, well done, mate. $20.79 in the back pocket. Three down, seven to go. We've been talking about it all morning. Which Penrith player was sent off against the Eels on the weekend for a dangerous tackle? Cleary. Nathan Cleary. Well done. Four down. I think this is a record for this show going this far, Pat, so you're looking good. (laughs) Question number five. I mentioned him last hour. The Brisbane Bullets have just signed which Queenslander, who also happens to be an NBA championship winning Boomers star. I spoke about his battles he had with injury. Yeah. um, Blank. Um, Hang on. Um, Done his neck. Um, Oh, yeah. No. Um, so okay. um, play for the Spurs. Um, yep, yep. You're getting close. I've got to get an answer. Bain, 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 Bain. I was about to say that's the time, but that's it. All right. All right. Oh, right. Pat, take a breath. Take a breath. <laughs> All right. You've been following the Commonwealth Games. You know where it is. No, no. This is going to be a hiccup. No, I haven't. Okay. Yeah, keep going. Well, what sport? I was, the stump. What sport do you associate the name Molly O'Callaghan? Swimming. 
<laughs> Pat, you are flying. You almost had a mid-round hiccup halfway, but you are yeah. on the home run. Six down, four to go. Right. Cricket. The Queen, the Brisbane Heat have just added which test opener to their squad for this summer? Kawaja. Kawaja it is. All right. Question eight. We're on a roll. You know what? I'm going to go back to back with cricket questions. This one is from uh, Queensland Sporting Folklore. Who did Queensland win? Uh, who did Queensland beat to win the first Sheffield Shield in 1995? Uh, I'm going to go New South. New South. Oh, no. No, no, Pat. <laughs> okay. It was, well, it was South. Right. It was a bit further South. It was South Australia. South Australia okay. at the Gabba, 1995. But, Pat, don't worry. You have gone further than anyone else has on this show. You got seven questions right. So, you know what that means? You're telling me. <laughs> You've got $6.93 by seven. You've got $48.51 coming your way. But you also have a $100 gift voucher to BCF to spend on whatever you like there. Boating, camping, fishing. You can gear up for your next adventure at BCF. You can shop in store or online today. So, Pat, from Narangbar, mate, great work, great effort. You've gone further than anyone else. You ought to give yourself a pat on the back, Pat. No worries. Thanks, Ben. No worries. Thanks for being part of the family today. SENQ, Queensland's new home of sport, SENQ 693 AM. Pat Neal's back tomorrow morning. They'll be doing Queensland's biggest sports quiz then, and I'll give you another shot at $693 come Monday morning from 9 AM. Right now, 20 away from midday. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13 13 55 or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport, 693 SENQ. Yeah, quarter to 12 this Monday morning. Jimmy Smith standing by to pick it up after midday and take you through till 3 o'clock in the run home with Joel and Fletch as well. Uh, Murray has text through. I should have grabbed Gilly before this to see if he can clarify because Muzza said, Trevor... When you were signing that lady's chest, I hope you just signed TG because if you'd signed Trevor Gilmeister, would it have fit? Well, we see, we don't know. We don't know, do we, Murray? We'll have to get Gilly. I'll have to put it to him for next week. Dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. SENQ, it is Queensland's new home of sports. Also, your home on the wireless or on the app for the Commonwealth Games. That's right, 2022 from Birmingham. You can listen to all the action here, but to watch all the action... All the highlights, all the live stuff, well, that's Channel 7 and the 7 Plus app. You can watch replays, minis, trending highlights, all the best action on demand. Plus, you can keep up to date with the medal tally results and event schedule. Speaking of medal tally, Australia leading the way, 52 medals in total, 22 of them gold, 13 silver, 17 bronze. And Kyle Chalmers is in line to grab another gold. He put the whole field on notice today in the 100 free semis. He posted a blistering time of 47.36. Would have won him the world championships in June, Budapest, a time like that. But while he put the rest of the field on notice, straight after that, he put the travelling media on notice as well. He gave an emotional and a heartfelt plea 
interview, whatever you like to call it, to Kate Campbell poolside. It's hard. It's hard for me to stand up and swim this morning. It's probably one of the biggest challenges I've had to had to face. Um, I think media don't realise, like I said on my Instagram, how much impact it actually has on athletes and mental health. Um, and for me, uh, it took all my courage and all my energy just to stand behind the blocks and swim this morning. Um, it's not something that I that I wanted to do. Um, it's not something that I wanted to go through, to be honest with you. I've been so excited for this moment for such a long period of time and been working hard to be here for such a long time and for how it's unfolded. Um, yeah, definitely makes me, me question my future in the sport. It's so heartbreaking to hear you have been one of our top performers, one of our greatest relay assets and one of our leaders on the swim team and to hear that you're in a place where you're considering giving away the sport is heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't enter the sport to have to deal with something like that. I think the positives are no longer focused on last night. Uh, you know, I stand there and get interviewed for 20 minutes probably and not one thing was spoken about how we broke the Commonwealth record and won, won a gold medal last night. Um, not, not one thing about that. So for me... It's, it's heartbreaking and uh, like I said, I, I don't do it for that reason. I have no, no reason to even stop and talk to media. I just do it to, um, you know, make people happy. And now it's about voicing how the truth is and my, my actual feeling. But yeah, I, I do and will consider what's next for me now. We are people first and athletes second. And that's been a really strong focus on the Dolphin swim team. How have you found the support from within the team? Yeah, the team's been amazing, especially after last night. As, as much as this morning I just want to put my headphones in and switch off and not talk, um, all of my teammates, coaches, staff coming up and saying, saying you know, that there for me has been really special and I wouldn't have been able to get through it without my teammates over this last little period. And, you know, as much as the media want to make up, there, there, is, there is, you know, conflict on the team. There, there is zero. Um, we're such a tight team, as you know. We've been away for such a long time now. We're like brothers and sisters, so I enjoy being part of the team. Uh, I enjoy being a senior part of the team, and um, I hope that this time I've been able to inspire and help a lot of the, the younger guys on the team get through to this point. I think even just being open and honest and sharing the difficulties and the struggle that goes along with being very high profile and being in the media is definitely leading the way for younger athletes. How do you move on from this? How do you get ready to swim tonight? Exactly like you said just there. Like I, I am, I'm not a robot. I, we we have feelings, we have emotions. We're no different than than everyone else. We we struggle a lot. Um, mental health's a huge thing in sport, a huge thing that's impacted my career and a lot of others on the team. But for me, um, I've done what I had to do this morning. I like I said, used all my courage to stand on the blocks and swim. For me, it's about swimming down. Um, Hopefully contacting some family at home. I was very lucky to FaceTime my brother yesterday, which, which meant the world to me. He's in the, in the army at the moment and um, he's my best mate and we don't get to talk all that much now that he's, he's gone. But it's probably talking to some family and friends at home and just trying to sleep and be in my own space as much as I can today, I think. All right, that was Kyle Chalmers this morning after his semi-final of the 100 free. Uh, it was raw, it was real, and it put things in perspective. But there is a fascination with what they do.
there is a fascination with Kyle Chalmers, Cody Simpson and Emma McKeon all being together on the same team. Yes, he can put it in the past, but yes, the media have a job to do and they do drive on clickbait. It's one side of the media that I hate being a part of, the whole clickbait stuff. We love telling stories. That's what we do here for three hours every Monday. It's what we do on the news, tell stories. But Kyle also has to know the fascination. I heard Heels make a really good point this morning when he was talking to Paddy. He said what Kyle Chalmers needs to do is to actually turn this back onto him. They can have a media conference and they can be asking questions for 20 minutes about his personal life, but he just makes a statement. As in, whatever questions I ask, you don't have to answer it. You can just move on. And you can twist it around and say, yeah, that's all good and well, but this is what I've done in the pool. And you say what you want to say. So there is a bit of give and take here. It is the side of our industry I do not enjoy. I do not enjoy it all. I understand why it's there. We've all clicked on it, haven't we? If it's not this story, it's about something else salacious that we want to get into the private lives of. So as much as we can stand here and say we don't like it, we've all been stung by it. So Kyle can use it to his advantage. I hope he does. I hope they do back off a little bit too and actually – Put the spotlight on what he's doing in the water rather than out of it. But time will tell. They have been put on notice. 1313-5504-67736-736. Sean, thank you for your text. He said, Ben, what about penalising the clubs for foul play rather than just the player with fines? Take that amount out of the salary cap for the following season. Watch the clubs then turn around their tactics on how they coach defence. Sean, maybe it's a point. Maybe it is something they should have to consider. Yeah, the players pay a fine because at the end, that's the accountability and the responsibility for the player doing that action. But maybe the clubs need to take some responsibility too on how they teach it and what they're doing because it's, it's obviously been taught somewhere somehow. The hip drop tackle. It is a wrestling move, dropping the hips, moving the hips, rolling your opponent with the hips. It is a wrestling move. Pat Carrigan is now facing a stint on the sidelines. How long should it be? Well, that's what would be argued at the judiciary this week. I don't think it's in the tough or the upper echelon of the worst things you could do, the toughest penalties in the game. That should be for eye gouging, for biting, elbows to the head. I don't think a hip drop tackle falls into that category. Should it be part of the game? No. Will Pat Carrigan be made an example of? I think yes. So Broncos fans, brace for it. How long should he spend on the sidelines? Four weeks, five weeks? If he gets five weeks, that puts it in the same realm as Nathan Cleary's tackle. I think that was a much worse tackle. Three weeks, four weeks. Does three weeks send a message? If he's going to be made an example of, what is the penalty going to be? 13-13-55-0467-736-736. We're six away from midday. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Call 13-13-55.
or text 0467 736 736. Queensland's new home of sport, 693 SENQ. Yeah, and the morning has flown by. Thanks for your company through the last three hours. It's been an epic show, plenty of calls, plenty of texts. Uh, sorry to those who we couldn't get to. We'll do it next Monday from 9 o'clock. Jimmy Smith is about to pick up the baton and run with it into the afternoon. Joel and Fletch and then Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Won't they have plenty to be going off the back fence with this afternoon after a big, big weekend of footy? We're going to be keeping our eyes across the judiciary during the week. Pat Carrigan, what he is going to get, no doubt it is going to be the topic of conversation throughout the day. If you've missed any part of the show, and I tell you what, getting to... Corey Parker's means test and what his thoughts are, not only on the Broncos, but the Cowboys, Titans and Patrick Carrigan. It is must listen. You can grab the podcast of the program, parts of it, wherever you find your podcast, be it iTunes, Spotify, download the app and off you go. Thank you again for your company. Pinching the punch for the first day of the month. August 1, off and running into the second half of the year. I'll catch you next Monday from 9. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.